This is the Piss Goff Podcast with your host, Yusuf Goff. Let's get it. Jamie, run it. This is Khabib by Central City. I don't say much, but I hear everything that is said. It don't go over my head. Success is the best revenge. Revenge stress, stress and I still ain't missed. Huh. We could have got round there and put it on social media. Ruined his credit. The power is strong, where am I now? I'm in the charts for 18 weeks. Bro, knocking out like a beep. Bro, I know it's long time, no see, but I'm here whenever you need. Yo, I love that line, I gotta play that shit again. No way to be seen. The power is strong, where am I now? I've been on the charts for 18 weeks. My bro stay knocking my nut, make man tap out while he stay on his team like a beep. Bro, I know it's long time, no see, but I'm here whenever you need. I'm here whenever you need. You already know I got the creed. What's up, everybody? You already know who this is. It's Yousef. Welcome. How are you? What's going on, everybody? Edibles kicked in, only 100, 100 milligrams. Got the coffee here. Jamie's hitting the ones and twos. He loves the new Bluetooth equipment. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. So, number one, thank you guys for all listening and supporting, and thank you all. I always ask how you're doing, and you know what? I'm going to tell you right now how I'm doing. I'm feeling fucking blessed. I'm blessed. Thank you, mother. Thank you guys all for listening. Where This is episode 100 of the Pissed Off podcast. You know who I am. If you're not already, if you're new here, at Pissed Golf Podcast on Gmail is my backup account, and at Yousef Golf is my main account. But you guys already know that. Check it out for the stories. The stories are always hilarious. Maybe I'll even go through some of those. We'll see what we do. What we what we got time with? You know what I mean? It's a nice, fun one. I got a, I got some some uh, homies that that wrote in some stuff. Some people that that um, that reminded me of some stories, and some people that actually left voicemails. Uh, for me to play for you guys, uh, so it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Jamie will will probably fuck it up a couple of times, but it's okay because you're learning, aren't you, Jamie? Look at us, fucking hundred episodes, dude. You and I, fucking number one producer in on the East Coast uh, for free is Jamie, but not for long, right, Jamie? Yeah, that's right. We're very very close. I'll give you an update quick. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty much like next paycheck. I should have enough money to get a new computer or to put a transmission into my old Nissan and then try to flip that. So that way I do have enough money for a new computer and I can have some savings again. Not that I don't, but I really kind of don't. If I'm being honest, you know, you got to spend money to make money and, uh, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of spending money to make money, and um, it's coming. B- I'll tell you this: I'm blessed. Um, uh, I've been. We're gonna definitely talk about Andrew Tate later on, but but he said something that I I had to think about when I heard it. He, and he said something like, "They asked him how much money do you have, and he said, pretty much I have enough money that everything is free. If I see something I like, I get it. It doesn't matter how much it costs." And kind of, I kind of got to that point, but like sensibly, you know what I mean? Like I, I, if I go, if I'm doing an open mic and I want one drink, I'll get one. If I know that the drinks are expensive, especially I'll probably only get one because I'm being frugal. Right. But if I honestly want to, I'll get a second one. 
depending on how badly I want it. You know what I mean? But if the jinx are cheap, dog, especially, bro, I'll probably, I'll probably drop like, I'll probably buy four, four drinks if if they're cheap and and you just and you're a good bartender, and then I'm gonna tip you the price of two more drinks at least. You're getting at least a fifty percent tip. And why? Because I know I can afford it. I know it's a stupid waste of money. And I shouldn't spend it like that. So I don't do it often. But I know I can. I know like when I go to the supermarket, for example. Like I went yesterday. Got got a bunch of stuff. Um, and then I was expecting it to be uh, under 100. And it was just over 100. And it didn't phase me at all. Still just swipe the card. Deal with it later, bro. Because God always provides, man. And that's something I just need you to remember. God will always provide. As long as you are thankful, I believe. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably wrong. Again, with most of the things that I ever talk about in this podcast. Probably wrong, but a lot of the times I'm kind of right. So hopefully I'm right on this one. But I believe that if, if you're very, very thankful that God will keep giving you things. As long as you can keep proving to be thankful. And then also, as long as you can handle it. Because you can't, you know. If I'm being honest again, where's that? You know what? We got to fucking pull up the soundboard for me, Jamie, because uh, since this is working, just lower the volume so it doesn't blow out anybody's ears. On the, there you go. Thank you, dude. I forgot what I was talking about. I've been very, very thankful. And all right. Yeah, I remember now when I was doing that whole Legion of Skanks internship, uh, I didn't I at, at the beginning it was it was the most fun thing for the first month. And then after that as soon as the competition ended and I kept showing up there it was so depressing. I I, I, I they now hear me out. The the other interns, the ones that that were uh, in previous ones that are now working for them uh don't have to name their names but you'll probably you could figure it out had said uh don't stop I might have even mentioned it. Don't stop coming. Just keep showing up. That's how we got the job. And so I did, you know, for another month. And I didn't like it. And I think I had to take a couple weeks off, too, because of uh, some, like, training. Like, I literally had to take two weeks off for training. Uh, and and whatever. It wasn't, it wasn't what I expected. Now, maybe it's some of that, you know, behind the curtains, you know, if you guys ever work for me, it's like you lose all the fun. You know, but but at the same time, it's like I that the that and also it was like right before springtime. So like it was still kind of fucking cold and shitty weather, but not yet nice and rained a lot, too. So like, ugh, sucked. That being said, I had a great experience and I ended up getting also a little bit fame hungry. Because they were giving me attention. And even though I tried never to abuse the amount of time that they'd given me, I knew that that I was like, Mama, look at me now. You know what I mean? I was like, kind of like, I got to show it off. I got I to gotta show up for my people. And honestly, I, I'll tell you, the only thing that was mainly scripted on that was right before the first time I got to speak in person to them. Because I had listened to what the previous question was. I had planned an answer for that if he had asked me that exact same question. And then he gives me a dab and then asked me a different question. And I'm so high that I answered the question that wasn't even asked to me. However, I worked hard. That being said, I learned a lot too from them. 
and in a future project that uh, I'm going to need some of you guys. If you guys ever want to start a podcast, eventually I'm going to start being a, I'm going to be a more freelance podcast producer. And so I will produce your podcasts. Uh, you know, I'll charge a nominal fee. Um, if you're going to have video too, eventually I'm going to have equipment. So if you want to come over, we can record it at my place and, or a studio that I end up getting eventually. Um, and, and, and then I will, I will recreate what I saw, but to help more comics, not that he's not helping, not that they're not helping over there, but I didn't have any skill. So like there was no reason for them to take me on. And now I want to have all the skill that they either try to buy me out um, or I'm just a, a friendly competitor, you know, the way that compound, you know, is a friendly competitor. Now this is a lot of inside baseball and I'm fucking rambling. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Let's do some, uh, what are we going to do now? That's actually a good idea because we made a, we made it a two hundred episodes. Now I could start with some Andrew Tate. Uh, let me do a quick recap. Monday, got to hit a couple mics. The first one, absolute garbage. I'm sorry, Anthony Quinn. I know you're never going to listen to this, but your mic at Dingo's on Mondays, absolute trash. However, there's always brand new comics, and brand new comics will always... They, all right, I was also thinking about this on my walk, and then I'll have to talk about that other note that I wrote in my notebook, Jamie, if you can remind me. Um... I was like, sometimes I try to write what I call rock star jokes. Rock star jokes are when, so Joe Rogan talks about how like rock stars and, and comedians are different because for the most part, like, all right, here's a nice good example of a rock star joke. Burt Kreischer's The Machine Story. Evidently, and also Andrew Dice Clay was doing that shit beforehand. Uh, evidently, no matter how many times people want it, they just want to keep hearing it, right? However, I kind of do more like a, I guess maybe it was what I hear, like Kanye West live performance style. Like I'll have my special that'll have like the version that I want them to hear. But then if I like did it live, I would have always a new unique twist. And that'll always get them to laugh, even if they've heard that joke 30 times. There's some new way I'm telling it. There's new emphasis on something. So that's why that's where I want to be a rock star comedian, like fucking Kevin Hart. That being said, um, I am not, but I'm I'm trying. And um, what was my point? Oh yeah, the first room is a good place to workshop. Like you get to work it out in front of people who are probably going to be jaded, probably not even going to be listening. Try it out new. And then I tried it a couple new ways, and I'm like, you know what? If even these fucking guys don't like it, maybe don't waste it on the next one. And <clears throat> the next show, not show, Mike, is at Dingo, no, no, sorry, Boulevard in Elmwood Park. And it was, it was actually, first of all, I was like number like 19 on the list. 19 people didn't stick around, but there were at least, uh, there was two couples and then another couple at the bar. So at least six people that were like close enough to me that because then they have this fucking super bright light like in the back of the room. So you never see if, when you get lit. Uh, but Anthony also loves me, so he doesn't really light me unless I'm like starting to bomb. But he'll walk closer and light me. But um, and I do bomb, you know, 
because you kind of have to like you know that's how how else are you going to learn if something's funny but anyway uh, point aside is is there were still some people in there <coughs> and uh one of the comics let's just say doesn't like me and he went up right before me probably knew i was going up right after him i loved it he didn't talk shit at all just did his jokes some of them even made me laugh, so I laughed because I don't have a problem with him. I understand where he's coming from. He just is trying to accuse me of some shit with no evidence instead of making me an ally. Now, that being said, I still really don't have a beef with him, but he has a beef with me. I go up and I do my jokes and I see him chuckle at a couple. And that's the point of comedy. Is I don't care if you, if you like me or not. Make me laugh, please. That's all. You can hate my fucking guts as long as I made you fucking laugh. And then afterwards you can say, I fucking hate that you made me laugh at something I shouldn't have laughed at. Hey, that's the point. And that's life. No, I want... This is what we're looking for. And laughter. This at the end, but laughter during, but then... And then standing, and then more laughter, and that. But not during. We don't like. We, I don't need anybody to fucking clap during my jokes. Please don't ever clap for anything during my jokes. Laugh or call me a racist. That's usually the two. Just kidding. Anyway, it was a lot of fun Monday. Um, Tuesday, I'm pretty sure that because I, I usually go to Lemongrass and. That's pretty much the only one that I think I can hit, like with time that that'll be going on, and like, and I usually always get there at the end. But they were doing instead of an open mic, they did a, a roast battle, and uh, and they asked me to do it, but then I said I don't really like doing roast battles because I'm just kind of I'm typing all of this. Out. I'm like ah, I don't really like doing. I could look it up. Doesn't matter. Uh, I could look. Uh, I, I was like, I don't really like doing roast battles because I just I get really really mean and I usually come off just more mean and aggressive and angry than funny and uh, and then I feel like I just make more enemies than friends doing roast battles. So I rather not. And before I can hit send, the guy's like, actually, the person that we asked to go up against you said you're. Uh, doesn't want to I should look up the message so I can read it fucking correctly now that I I butchered it <clears throat> now here's the correct version look up friend that I don't need to say his name on here oh yeah I could oh here it is oh yeah all right yeah um hey man would you be interested in doing a roast at the end of the month i said hmm i don't like them much if i'm honest i get too mean and not funny but thank you for asking so i did actually type this out if you can't find someone let me know and i can make it happen i like roasts when i'm in a writer's block because it unblocks me and it's true whenever you're in a writer's block uh think of roast jokes against people mainly think of roast jokes if you're a comic especially think of a roast joke for yourself self-deprecation in the beginning never bad for you um, that's where I thought about that retro Israeli shit that I've been using. All right, he goes, all good. Honestly, I asked someone to possibly go against you, and they said no because they're scared of you, LOL. Because I'm just too intense. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want people to be scared of me. Unless they're scared of losing to me, then I get it. Because I could be a mean son of a bitch. 
But then I think I, I also feel like because I have muscles and sometimes I'll, I'll show them off, you know, at the open mics because I got to flex on these little young hoes. By hoes, I just mean young comics, not female. Um, there's really no, actually, there was one new one on Thursday I'll talk about. Oh my God, beautiful. But as soon as she, if she does it more than once, then can't even fuck around. So it doesn't matter. Um, Tuesday didn't do anything because of that. But I got to watch something. I don't remember what I watched. Did I watch Schultz's special? Maybe, maybe. No, I think I watched I watched Whitney's special. I said, all right, let me watch Whitney Cummings' special. It was all right. It was good. I'm not even going to say good for a woman. It was good for a comedian. Look, she definitely worked hard. And at the end, to see all that love, there was like a little, like, for some reason, it didn't, you know, go into like, hey, let me show you something else. They actually let the credits play. And they had like one of those montage things. It was kind of beautiful. It's kind of beautiful to see the strong fan base. And while I might not have laughed at every joke, she definitely got me to laugh a couple of times out loud hard. Um, and and I appreciate that she has a super strong, just because, like I was going to say, she's maybe not my perfect cup of tea. She, hey, if that's all the tea that's around, I'll, I'll, I'll drink that tea. It won't, I won't be upset. Like, uh, like some people don't like, they don't like fucking green tea. You know what I mean? Hey, you got honey? I'll, I'll have some green tea with honey. You got a little mint too? Oh, that's perfect now. Earl Grey? I'll take it. Black? Oh, no problem. Maybe throw a little milk in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? But not everybody likes tea. Some people just like coffee. I only listen to music. Fuck comedy. Tea sucks. I'm getting too confusing with the... Why do I always do analogies? I feel like... It, you seen those. I got hit in the head. When I was a little kid for saying the N-word, I think. I don't even remember. And that's where it all started. Let's go into... I'm going to go into the email that I got. Because I didn't think any of you guys actually were going to email me. And I appreciate it. So this is from uh, one of my friends from the Leech and Skanks Gas Digital community. I don't know if he wants me to say his name. So I won't. But I'll uh, shout him out on the next episode if he does. He goes, what up, you? What's been your top childhood trauma that you think helped mold you and that you draw in? Oh, I didn't even finish the week. Let me fucking, my bad. I did take an edible, and then I took a dab. All right. Okay. So that was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday Tuesday, no mic. Wednesday, I did, or Tuesday, I watched that special talked about the tea now i'm back all right wednesday did the your place mike here some beef let's get to the beef remember that means that i just i i, I took a, a pen weed pen whatever all right so monday or wednesday at your place there's a uh a, maybe i i think i did the joke it doesn't matter. I probably will. I'll, pl I'll play. I'll probably put Thursdays because I like that performance better. Maybe I'll put Wednesdays. I, maybe I'll put both. But I did this joke, a brand new joke that I tried and I liked it. Brand new joke that I tried and I liked it. And the comic who doesn't like me because it's irrelevant in the story is a female. And uh, this female who doesn't like me, I have no problem with her anymore because, again, I let go and I let God now. You know, just like that song Khabib. We let go and we let God. God going to do it. Central C. You know what I'm saying? 
um i i didn't i didn't care all right she's going up after me this is the same thing like I, this is the reverse situation of the, the night before so now the night or two nights before on monday i had to go up after somebody who i know doesn't like me and prior two weeks ago because he had confronted me i had gotten really really mad and to the point where I could not do comedy afterwards because he had accused me of something without evidence and then just would keep accusing me without evidence. And it was pissing me off. And now realizing that was exactly what was going on with him, I understand. But the next time, I I, I kind of did expect an apology from him, but I didn't care. He was hanging around. I just pretended he wasn't there. He pretended I wasn't there. It was fine. I go up after him because I'm not mad at it. I don't bring it up at all. I just do my set, and I did well. Maybe we'll even throw that one up. Fuck it. We'll throw Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays up because I only fucking got to hit like three, four if you count the early Monday, but we don't want to put that one up. It's always bad audio anyway. They fucking got shit mic. Sound like I'm in a tin can. Um, Okay, so Wednesday, I go up before I do a joke, a new joke. Uh, and if you want to, for references about OnlyFans, and this female has a joke that she does OnlyFans. Now, my joke is actually, if you look at it, it's, it's, I think it's a pretty nice joke. I like it. I think it's got a lot of legs. I think it still needs some more work, of course. But it's very, it's it's a very, I like the joke. I'm very confident in it. And she didn't like the joke. She, number one, she was in the bathroom when she, she heard me tell it, allegedly. She comes back out tells it wrong and then tries to call me some kind of like piece of shit or xyz and then she's not getting any laughs so now she has to dig herself out of a hole and that's a lesson right there you can't go on you can go on stage angry but you gotta come correct you can't be angry at somebody who i told the joke right they understood where i was going with the joke and you were saying it wrong and going yeah according to what you said uh, yeah, then I would be the, the person that you were claiming I was. But you didn't listen to the fucking joke. And you twisted an important detail around. Okay? Now, that being said, I, I afterwards, uh, she got off. She was the last comic, you know. I, uh, feeling a little loose from the, from the vodka and soda pop that I had. Just soda, soda water. Sorry, scene. I go and I have a conversation with her, a polite one, and I say, hey, by the way, you misheard my joke, just so you know. She goes, I was in the bathroom. I was like, that makes sense, but you thought I said blah, blah, blah. I actually said blah, 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 which makes sense. So maybe if you're going to talk about one of my jokes, try to listen to it before. Just so at least you know where I'm coming from and you don't slander me. Walked away. Mission accomplished. Where's the applause from the fans? This is a long fucking time I'm talking. Anyway, that was on Wednesday, Thursday... 
I did the Henry, which obviously was honestly was really, really good. Number one, uh, shout out to Luke and shout out to James Fondjimi. James was running it. Uh, Luke me- kept making sure I could get on the list. And I liked it. It's at a bar, and then they have this like upstairs part. The thing that sucks is they play, they do play music, so if you're standing by the door, you can kind of hear music. But it's kind of like good enough that that because it's like nice and dark, but they have the light on the stage. It's a nice little intimate room, and I fucking loved it. Monty, shout out to Monty Mason. Follow him on Instagram if you're not already. He took some phenomenal pictures. He even said, yo, that could be like a headshot. And I was like, I owe you money then. You know what I'm saying? So at least give him a follow. Definitely book that fucking... Bro, he's always been a hilarious comedian ever since I met him and only gotten better. And I feel like... And he's he's seen my growth. And he's always one to tell me, like, he appreciates it and he sees it. And he's always encouraging. So fucking, oh, man. Definitely got to take you places, Monty, if you're not already going to take me places first. Uh, But yeah, he took some great pictures. I I got... I did a pretty great... In my opinion, I had a fun set. I had a really fun set. I was gonna be angry that I wasn't gonna make it, and then I, and then I don't know why. And then I, I just calmed down. I did my set, and it was fun. And then here was the fun part, also fun part, which I'll, I'll get to. There's a, a girl who went up. It was her first time ever, and she went up after me. Probably felt like, probably felt pretty cool that for me. I felt pretty cool, not realizing until afterwards. Hey, I got there before like two comedians who signed up, but I was signed up by Luke. So it looks like I look like a hot shot that some guy who wasn't here all night just walks up, goes up after two comics. And then there's two more comics left. Like, bam, who's this hot shot? Yousef Goff, that's who. And I had a fun fucking set, man. And um, and there's a beautiful bartender there. And I bought an extra drink just to try to talk to her. And then I realized, but hey, this is New York State. And unless we have sex just one time tonight, um, no, uh, I'm not going to drive up here for pussy. I mean, maybe if I'm, if I'm up here for like a mic, you know, I can hit you up. But also you're working and pretty sure you're going to work until late and I'm not. No, I'm not going to stay here. Confession, by the way, I've been busting all week. I lasted about 21 days, and then I made a joke about it, and then I said, can I last 28 days? I don't know. 28 days later, they made a movie about it. That guy got crazy because he didn't bust a nut. So I busted a nut. I've been busting all week, clearing the pipes out. The pipes are clear again, and I think starting tomorrow, because I think, I think there's like one more. <laughs> I think there might be. No, I might not have to, but there might later on tonight, there might be a pipe that needs to be unclogged. But if not, then then I'm not bussing. I'm not bussing. I'm going to try not bussing three weeks out of the month. Doesn't even have to be in order. I could do two weeks on, one week off, two weeks on kind of shit. You know what I mean? Just it's good. It was good. I feel like my sets were better. Um, I feel like I was more focused. I feel like my workouts, I was way more driven because like every time I wanted to wah, 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 I would just do some pull-ups or something or go for a walk. And then I lost that motivation when it's like, oh, or you can just pull up a thing and rub one out. Ew, gross. So uh, we're going to get off of that. Anyway, <clears throat> let's fucking wrap up this weekly wrap up bullshit, right? Let's see. That was the fun. Po- oh, yeah. The girl who went up after me. The one that made me feel like a hot shot. 
had the biggest fucking camel toe ever. And I don't know if she did that on purpose, but she did have a huge camel toe. And then when she got the light, she thought people were taking pictures, so she did like a twirl around, and my God, did she have a slamming body. Then she learned what the light was and just got off the stage. And um, I fell in lust because I know nothing about her. I didn't listen to a goddamn word she said. It was one of those things where like, sometimes you'll see somebody and they'll just, they'll have, I remember uh, there was this woman from Yelp. Her name was Savannah. I don't even remember her last name if I if I could try, but I remember her first name because fun times in Savannah, Georgia, which I got a recap on, and uh, Savannah was was easily at least a nine out of ten, like in looks department, if not a ten out of ten in looks department, and then everybody in the first day uh, we have to like we we had to ask random questions to random people and people are all getting lined up matched up with like other people and i see her and nobody's talking to her and i walk up to her and i talk to her and she and i actually have she's not to say that there's anything but she was very intelligent and to the point where i was like oh wow she's absolutely a 10 out of 10 and then it got a little bit intimidating at times because that job would make me lose my confidence and and I would but I would always think about like the possibility now maybe it was because the first time I saw her I first started in lust and then her intellect made me think of a possibility but then the reality of the situation was she's gonna stay in New York and unless I'm ready to move out to New York to be a comic and I ain't doing that good in this job to afford that uh I don't think this could happen now um turns out that's probably not what she would have wanted either she probably would have wanted like i think i remember talking to her and she said she just wanted like a doctor like pretty much just she wanted like one of them she wanted the basic woman thing she wanted uh, a rich husband who makes a lot of money and so she can have money to spend and have a nice vacation <clears throat> ain't that the truth don't we all darling nah but like yeah no, I need, I need, if I'm ever going to, people ask me, Yusef, by people I mean literally only my family, Yusef, when are you going to settle down? When are you going to settle down? Well, I'll tell you when. I hit the mute button when I coughed and it worked phenomenally. I'm going to settle down when I'm ready. You know when that is? When I find someone who's motivated as fuck like me. In some capacity, whether it be, I don't know, I'm not even going to give examples, but I need to see some kind of motivation. I need to know that you're not an NPC, that you're not just like, make a family, check, uh, um, um, get a house, check, get a nice car, check, upgrade the house, check, upgrade, add more members to the family, check, add more, check, let's all go on family vacations, check, make the family big enough, we do family reunions, check. Yeah, okay, that's nice. I like to be a part of that shit. Don't get me wrong. I love my family. I don't. My brother makes nieces. Hopefully he'll have some nephews. My dad's got grandkids. Ah, guess what? That part's done. Dad, you got to. My dad got to be a grandpa. Aren't you happy? Why do you need me to give you kids? Is he not my brother? 
the uh, do, do you need darker grandkids? Is that all? Is that the difference? Because I have to like I have to I have to take a purebred and 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 fix that bloodline like you did, Dad. My dad, being a mixed breed, he's the half Russian, half Palestinian. Said, "Hey, we have to end the racism in the Moroccans," and married a Moroccan to stop that hundred percent lineage right there at its source of me. Now I am a half a Moroccan, so I did almost. I fell in lust for sure with this Moroccan chick like a year ago. Went on a date with her. Oh my God, she was beautiful, man. She was beautiful. She was smart. She was funny. She seemed very driven in in like her industry, and also probably noticed like I'm just driven as fucking mine. And that's probably why it wouldn't have worked at the time. But anyway, I, uh, point is, she beautiful. Um, didn't work out. I don't remember what the point was. Oh, yeah, Moroccan. We can't also work out because, hey, then I'm not diluting. I'm adding more. I'm going to be like, our kid would be like 75% Moroccan or something like crazy like that. That's too much. That's not enough diversity. I honestly feel like if, if everybody eventually, like let's say in, in 100 years, if and this is probably what the New World Order wants to do. They just moved everybody around the entire world. And, and everybody just got like, 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 you know, if you ever, if you're ever a child like me and, and you seen you will get this. And my dad would make salmon and, and mashed potatoes and then corn. And instead of eating one little bit of each, I would mash it all up. To, I would first flatten out the mashed potatoes. Then I would like dice up the, the salmon. So it's like almost like tuna. Like, you know, when you get, like, tuna in a can, like, diced it up, but it still tastes like like cooked salmon. Put that on top, then put the corn on. Sometimes I would even just mix it all together if I was in a hurry and I just wanted to eat spoons of it. But sometimes I would just leave it in that layered, like a taco, and then take a spoon of it or a fork of it at a time. Because it's all going in the same place, and I love the combination. That's what we have to do with people. We have to mix them all up so you love the taste because of the... Con- I don't know where I'm going with that. I think I just wanted to talk about how what weird shit I did as a kid. <sighs> all right, let's get into something weird and then finish this shit up. Friday, didn't hit a mic. I got to watch... Oh, Friday, I watched Andrew Schultz's special. I bought it. If you, I think you have today's the last day to buy it. So if you haven't bought it, I don't know. I think you're going to eventually, he'll probably be able to, or maybe he'll just going to give it away or some shit on YouTube. But it was honestly, it had me laughing out loud hard at least five times. It's it's definitely the best special I've seen all year. And I remember I talked about Bill Burr's special like a couple weeks ago or a week ago or whatever. Bill Burr had a really, really good joke on there. And Andrew Schultz had the, 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 I would almost call it joke theft, but it's not. It's parallel thinking, and they're both abortion jokes. Well, I'll just leave it at that. So the Bill Burr abortion joke, and then there's an Andrew Schultz abortion joke. And they're both, like, similar, but then they go in a complete— It's almost like you were dri- they were driving on the highway until the highway split into two different highways. And then he went one direction, and then he went the other direction. But they were on that same highway for a bit, and I was like, oh, man, this is really good. I love— and I kind of think I, ah, because I agree with Bill Burr's point more, but like Andrew Schultz had the funnier way of saying it. That's all I'm going to say. At least for me. That's all I'm going to say. Now I got to pause and take a piss because I drank the coffee and then Jamie, you'll refresh my coffee and my water, right? Good. And then I'll come back and we'll get into the real juicy shit. The fun shit, man. We go, we got to, 
we're gonna do a, a reaction video like a reaction or a podcast i guess uh to andrew tate on the on the nelk boys podcast some of the shit he was saying it's kind of funny if i'm not, uh, you know it's kind of crazy and out there too and I'll, I'll give you my point then we'll get into some of these shout outs that i got from my homies and some of these stories and then you know we'll give you guys some shout outs and we'll get the fuck out of here i'll be right back can you guys like hear the relief in my voice after i'm done pissing it's oh my god it's incredible <sighs> all right well now that i'm calm let me finish with one thing that i just thought of because i think i saw the fucking karen cunt um yesterday yesterday after work uh i went to the supermarket like i said didn't give a fuck it was a little bit more i didn't talk about something that happened afterwards so i'm i'm now going back fix this jamie thank you i'm now going back to the apartment and well i i had to move around shut the fuck up don't talk during the podcast and distract sit down in your corner so, so thank you for making me more pissed he said when you're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. So I get back from food shopping. I'm fucking doing great. My favorite parking spot that nobody else likes to park unless there's nothing else is open. So I slip right in. Some other bitch who was riding my ass on the way in goes and takes another spot not too far away. Literally one car in between us. Now, I get out of my car first because, number one, I'm more fit and I'm, a, I'm, I'm younger. And I get out of my car. My groceries are in the backseat. Why? Because they have those little cubby things, like kind of where you put your feet in the backseat of my Honda. And so the, the groceries don't slide around everywhere. All right. I got fucking eggs and steaks. All right. And I want them cracking each other. And bananas and frozen berries and shit. Oh, I can't wait to make a fucking frozen berry shake after this. Fucking protein. Now, I get out of my car. I open up my back seat. I grab my groceries. I close it. I lock it. And the thing I love, she has a Honda too. When you lock it one time, just the light goes on. But it lets you know with a light. And if you're close enough, you can hear the click. If you lock it a second time... It almost sounds like like it's already locked, like a thunk. Like it, instead of like the the thunk, it goes just like thunk, like like the machine's already like it's like the engine, like you're trying like it's like we can't go anymore, we can't lock it anymore. And then when you do it a third time, I call it the racist call. It's like, hey, do you need me to like vocally say that the fucking door is locked? Like you hit this button already two times. We flash the light twice. Are you not looking at the car? Do you, are you are you? uh visually impaired you shouldn't be if you're driving a car but you but you might be you might have been you might have been walking away and you're like shit did i lock it i don't know i'll hit the lock button a hundred times until i auditorily hear it when i see a person who's darker than i am who's grabbing groceries so you know i live here number one i pro i know for a fact i had more money in my pocket than she did because i robbed no, i'm kidding i don't know for a fact but i had to commit with it I know for a fact in my head that I <laughs> that I have more money than she does. I know that I also can make more money than she does because women make seventy percent uh, on you know allegedly. I don't 
I didn't look into it, but that's what people say. But then I hear people say it's otherwise. So it doesn't matter. But here's the thing that pissed me off. My car is nicer and newer than hers. And I only locked it one time. But when I heard that chirp, I said, racist? And then locked it two times. So it made the beep. And then I made it beep two more times. And then I kept getting mad as I walked with my groceries. And that's when I called her a broke bitch. And said I probably make twice as much money as she does. Which statistically is true. Because like I know how much you need at least to make to live here. And I'm assuming she makes just that. So I probably make twice as much as she needs. I thought I was living somewhere really nice. I'm just paying a little bit more than I should be paying for something that I could be. If I got this exact same place, let's say in any of the, the East or West Patterson's now called Elmwood and Woodland Park. Probably could get the same place for close to half. Maybe not with inflation and all that other bullshit. But I got access. I got access. And God put me here so I can love Indian people because I see them so much and I have to be nice to them. And you know what? For the most part, they're just, they just don't know better. That's all. They just need a little, they just need a little re-education. Re-education. Like the Uyghurs, is that what they're fucking doing? Oh, man. I kind of set myself up. All right, let's do a little bit of the gratification, then we'll do some Andrew Tolts, Andrew Tate's bullshit. You know what I mean? So that was that was my week. I got really mad, and then I came home, and then I tried to watch Gravity. And by the way, Gravity sucks so bad. The movie is pretty much stupid as fuck. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Fast forward. Here, I'm going to look at my watch so I know. 30 seconds. All right, ready? Hold on. Three, two, one. All right, fast forward 30 here's gravity they're on a ship some shit happens like uh, it crashes uh so she has to and, and i'm not even remember this because i was high as fuck she crashes she get fucking her shit starts flying around and they're like oh we can't find her we can't find her at the last minute the fucking guy saves her and uh and she still somehow manages i think to get him killed and uh I don't even know. I don't even know if I ended the movie. That's how bad it was. So hopefully that was my thing. Hopefully you didn't, you know, get anything spoiled. But it's a really bad movie. If you want to watch like two actors mainly get just have their face CGI'd onto uh, fake CGI bodies, the whole movie. I think the movie had to have been made during quarantine. And they're like, listen, we still have to make this movie. Let's just have them say their lines at home. And we'll just put their their face like in just CGI the whole we'll just CGI the whole thing. I know that was more than thirty seconds, but still such a I wasted two hours of my life. <sighs> to you, Seth. Congratulations on a hundred episodes. What up, you? What here's a, a question from a from an LOS fan of mine. I'll call him Will. Will said, What up, you? What is what has been your top childhood trauma that you think helped mold you and that you draw inspiration and power from? Ooh, I love this question. He also says, keep trucking forward, brother, and may you reach another hundred episodes. God bless you, Will. Thank you. Fat to have for Will. Anyway, all right. Let's see. What would it by top childhood trauma? All right. I'll say top two. I'm trying to think of there's three. 
Um, the third probably would have been me not knowing what the N word was, and then I just knew that black people didn't like like to be called that, and it was almost like the top word you can say to them. Evidently, in my head, that's how it was framed in my head without knowing what the word meant. It's a top insult, and. I said it to a group of kids and then they threw a brick at my head and my brother probably, he, I, I know for a fact that he told me a bunch of times and I kind of recollect, I was like uh, close to the fence and so like they just kind of threw it over this like six foot fence but when you're a kid it feels like it's forever foot fence and there's no way that brick was going to make it over. I was half the fence. There's no way he's going to throw it over that and he did and then it hit me in the head and then... I went from being a boy genius to a failure at life until I realized that I'm not anymore. But that was number three. And, and this and great thing, too, is also comes in, in actual time order. Fast forward to like, I think this is around 2001, 2002. My grandfather uh, had cancer and he had cancer for a while. So I guess a little part of me was like conditioned that he's getting sick and that cancer does kill people and that this is going to hopefully get him better. But I knew that one day he was going to die. But then when it actually happened, and I remember being like a 10 or 11 year old and in Islam, you know, they wash the body before the burial and they have to do the burial quickly, right? So the same day that he he's dead, they brought the body to the mosque where they have like the preparation center in the bottom and they have the cold storage for bodies uh, because they do this all the time because people die all the time. And I remember going to see my grandfather and it looked like that was not my grandfather is what I was like. Like, I know that's what he looked like, but that was not him anymore. And it didn't make me sad as much as, like, he's not in pain anymore. He's finally free. But I just really regret that I didn't get the chance to learn from him because while he, like, my dad had talked about on a couple of the episodes I did with my dad, like, we, he talk, we talk about how he, he, can't talk, he couldn't talk to his dad the way that I can talk to my dad. You know what I mean? And, but my grandfather loved me so much. You know, and I know that for a fact, like, that that I feel like he might have opened up to me. And then, you know, and I feel like a, it's like a missed opportunity. Um, and then if you go back to, I believe it's episode 13. I believe I call it Unlucky 13. Um, and I end up talking about the day that I, I, uh, I saw my mom uh, passed. And that was probably the most traumatic thing. Um that happened to me and it kind of did change my life because first it happened right when I was in college so I just ended up just drinking a lot and fucking playing rugby and then just working as I tried I, I was always distracting myself whether it was through school or rugby or working out or hanging out with friends there was always some distraction that would that I would use and I never faced it until a couple of years later when I would just start to develop anger problems because of it. And then, and then uh, fucking alcohol problems from it, uh, losing a job uh, because I yelled at a fucking manager because I just felt like I was above them, but I was underneath them. And then I remember that I finally, like, this is probably like another couple of years later, I finally did Mushrooms. And I finally understood 
that I'm not supposed to be mad. That's number one, not what my mom would want. She wants me to be the most successful and happy and positive version of me. And she wants me to get to heaven and she wants me to bring her up there with her if she's not already up there. And by coming to that realization, I think uh, that was probably the most traumatic uh, thing. And then I use it for power because I use it to draw inspiration and power from it. And that's why I love the way you 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 worded that because in my joke books that I have, I write and I'll, I I even look at it so I can read it exactly. Here's the closest one to me, and if I if I open it up, it says on here, Bismillah, which is like in the name of God, and I write for Mama, for Baba, that's for my mother, and my father, for my brother, my sisters, uh, and for my grandmother and my grandfather. I have their names written in here. And it also says, have fun, always keep it short and sweet and enjoy the journey because you got to. Um, but I but I do it for them. I, I do it to make them proud of me. Uh, and and I know that when it gets tough sometimes, it's okay because I know they always got my back. And especially God. That's why I start with Bismillah. Because like, uh, man, I'll tell you a, a quick one. I remember I was doing comedy for probably about six, seven months this time and after like the first couple months like i started just getting really bad for whatever reason like i think i was like a month straight of bombing at every open mic i hit and it was just bomb 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 no traction no traction even the old jokes because they're old and they weren't really that good anymore they weren't working also now looking back all these guys heard them all but I remember uh, right before I was on my way to an open mic and I remember doing a prayer and I asked God, I said, God, please, if this is my purpose, if this is what I'm supposed to do, please let me do well so I can keep on going. But if this is not my purpose and I'm supposed to fail at this, please let me know so I don't waste my time and I can do what you want me to do. And I did well. I got people to laugh enough that afterwards I, I got out and I looked at the sky and I thanked God right there outside of the open mic looking like a madman, but I don't give a fuck. And then I bombed again for like another month or two, but I knew, I knew I had the sign. Uh, so I know that was a really long winded way of answering your question, but I appreciate you for uh, writing in Will and uh, God bless. And yeah, hopefully another hundred episodes. Let's see. What else do we have here? Pedro sent... Did he send a voicemail? Check the WhatsApp, Jamie. Um, longtime friend. Good friend. He was actually the first guest I had, I believe, on the podcast. Breaking Beds with Pedro, actually. Um, let's see. He, he's got a voice memo. Let's see if we can play it. Shout out to my boy, Young Muzz, a.k.a. Mr. Nine, a.k.a. the Freestyle Master. Whoa, let's pause there. Shout, thank you. Now, that Mr. Nine thing is an old nickname from uh, wrestling because uh, we had to shower in wrestling. And this is going to sound so gay, but it's all right. doesn't matter. Um, when I would have, like, I wouldn't even call it a three-quarter chub, but you know, like, you know, all right, this... Most guys will get, you know when you really have to pee, like, or you've been holding a pee for a bit, but, like, you finally get to the bathroom, like, your dick almost got, like, a little engorgement on it, like, it was almost about to get erect or something, so you're not, like, you're not hard, but you're not soft, like, it, it's, 
it's like a soft penis is more like I would feel like like a, like a noodle, like a wet noodle, like a wet pasta noodle. Where this is more like a salami stick, like it's it's got some slap to it. You know what I mean? And uh, and when the hot water too, bro, you get me in a hot shower, you're gonna see what Yusuf is packing. You get me in a cold shower, I look like I'm Chinese. I look like I'm the guy who was running around in fucking in in China. All of them. I meant I can't remember um, fucking Hangover movie. Anyway, let's continue onward. Congratulations on your hundredth episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of it in the beginning. Love it. Onward. More life, more success, more yes. power. Yes. More partying. Maybe everything. I've seen you. All right, I gotta pause you right there, P. Um, that was probably also a joke. We used to pretty much pretend we were DJ Khaled all the time, and I loved it. <laughs> Literally, yo, we would just just pretend to be DJ Khaled. By the way, fucking, I don't follow him anymore because it just gets annoying. But like, he's probably the most annoying rich person ever. <laughs> him and Rick Ross. But great to follow if you want to like make fun. I might have to start watch. I might have to start doing some of that if the Andrew Tate thing is good. Uh, but let's go on, Pedro. Since day one, start this podcast off, and I just want to give you a big shout out, man. To tell you I love you. From breaking the bed in the eighth grade DC trip to oh, while yeah. now at the William Patterson parties, just whipping out your dick and walking around. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. I don't know if I told that story, but if you want to hear the, I might have told that one on Breaking Bed with pedro but i definitely told the bed breaking story in dc and especially after talking about dicks in, in high school that might sound gay right but it's all right this is before we even wrestled so not gay and i was also fat. listen to that episode it's a fun one hitting up all the fucking clubs all the different parties all the different bars to freestyling for hours and hours day and night back to back to back i love you kid congratulations all right, so I want to talk about two things. One, because they were both on the same night, so let's go in chronological order. Pedro's talking about just whipping my dick out at parties. All right, first of all, Pedro, why are you talking about some illegal shit? Allegedly, allegedly. Come on, man, get with the times. But here's exactly how it happened from what I remember. Um, we were at a party at William Patterson. It was a fun party. I was pretty wasted not gonna lie uh pedro always had my back anyway he's talking we're by a fire pit and i leave the fire pit to go take a piss and i have a beer in one hand and i have my dick in the other hand right and i'm i got a nice you know it's doing well you know it's like i was saying earlier when you gotta pee you know this shit come out it come out nice sometimes you know what i mean come out nice sometimes so i got my shit out and i'm peeing and then I think I get a phone call or I decide to text someone or for some reason I have my fucking my dicks out, but I'm on the phone, but I'm drinking a beer and then I'm done pissing, but I'm still texting or, or something. And this dream eventually just stops and then I'm just standing there and eventually I'm like, why am I just standing here? Forget to put my dick away. And then I just walk back towards the fire with my dick just out of my dick hole of my my jeans and my underwear and just just hanging out there while I have a beer in one hand I'm on the phone with the other hand and then it's like these Asians are like oh my god it's Gojira 
we ran the fuck away, bro. But that shit was awesome, man. And thank you, Pedro. More life. Definitely talk about that one. Oh, yeah, definitely talking about... Um, we used to freestyle all the time. And I remember the first time ever was that night with Pedro. Now, I remember now, I might have called my dad to see if I was like, yeah, you know, we're kind of tired. Like, I think, can I just stay here tonight or do I have to come? My dad's like, no, you have to come back by midnight or whatever. I was like, fuck, man, the party's just starting to get good. I was thinking I was going to get laid. But instead, I just scared some ladies or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I had a couple more drinks, and then Pedro's driving us home or whatever. We're in a car together, and allegedly. And Hot 97 is on. Funkmaster Flex is doing his usual playing mainly the beat and, like, a hook and then fucking it up with the bombs. But, like, but it was good if you just wanted to freestyle over it. So he lowered the music where it was loud enough that we can kind of hear the beat. And we just freestyled over it. And that was the first time I ever freestyled. And then I got like like the comedy bug, bro. I got bit. I used to freestyle every day, all the time. If I loved the beat, I would look up a fucking instrumental for that beat. I would write them down so I could like look them up on LimeWire back then, back in the day. Uh... And we would allegedly download them. And then sometimes they would just be viruses. But sometimes they'd be fire-ass beats. And sometimes it wouldn't even be the right beat. They'd be somebody else just promoting their own shit. Pretending they were that, that beat that you wanted. But it was always so much fun. And I remember, shout out to Pedro for getting me in on that. Because that shit's always amazing. I love it, man. Um, But yeah, I got that. Thank you, Pedro, for that, man. I appreciate it. All right, let's see what else we got. Uh, oh, Ham was talking about some shit. John Ham, my other sh- my other homie over here. Um, let me see. Oh yeah, I remember now, dude. We went to Georgia, and I, f- I completely forgot about this. But when we went to Georgia, uh, I used to smoke weed at the time. And I didn't bring any because the guy that was driving us down said explicitly not to. So I didn't. And I remember being in Georgia and we were at this like, so after the the rugby tournament that we went to, there was like almost like a, I call it a mini Mardi Gras where they had like this one street, I guess normally cars do drive down, but it almost seemed like just like a street with just a whole bunch of bars And, like, you might get dropped off at, like, one end or the other and then just walk down this entire, like, it's a long, long street with a whole bunch of bars and a whole bunch of restaurants. And it was around St. Paddy's Day. So everybody's wearing green and drinking green beer and taking shots at Jameson and fucking Jägermeister. And it's everywhere and so much fun. And they're not really IDing, but I kind of do look young as fuck. So, but it's like... All right, so my friend would just I'd give him the money, and he's old enough so he'd get a couple allegedly, and maybe leave one, and I would just grab it because I'm thirsty, you know. Because we're those all nice people, and it was a lot of fun. And I remember, allegedly, and I don't even remember this, but I do remember something that Ham might have also remembered. That's even funnier of a story, possibly. Well, maybe not. We'll see. <coughs> I didn't hit the cough button. Sorry. <clears throat> um. 
evidently I was like walking around asking people if they knew where I could get weed. And then one of the guys like, Hey, I'm a cop beat it. And so I like, Oh no. And like I ran away and I probably did. Cause at the time I was like, fuck, I'm not getting arrested in Georgia. And now he knows. So now nobody's going to sell me weed, but I didn't get weed. It doesn't matter. I do remember this though. I remember, and I didn't see any of this happening. But I do, all right, I heard that one of the guys on the team was so sloshed that he he stole a tip jar and a whole tray of just shots. They had like these shots and like these little vials, almost like um, um, fucking sh- um, yeah, test tubes. And they just had like shots in them and he had like a whole like fucking armful i just remember seeing i didn't see the the jar of money so maybe if he did have that tip jar he must have put the rest of the money in his pockets or something and got rid of the jar but he still had that whole tray of just shots and he just handed them out and oh my god that was hilarious if he actually did that but i don't know because allegedly all he had were tips uh were were shots and he probably purchased them because he's a good person okay and i probably just heard that vile story to defame his good character. All right, this is going to be a nice, fun, long one, huh? Let's see. Oh, yeah, and Bobo passed out. Bobo was this piece of shit. Now he is. He probably was one then. He got, like, food poisoning. I think he just drank too much early on and couldn't handle his liquor, and then he was throwing up, and then he just stayed in the car. And then we kind of, like, he's like, can you drive me home? And, like, no, we can't. We're drinking. And then later on, we did drive home drunk. Allegedly. You always got to throw that allegedly in there. Andy was telling me a story. I want to tell him. Andy was telling me a story that didn't make sense until I fucking, until he told it to me how it was supposed to. He's like, yeah, you know what would be weird is like, and then I didn't get why he was saying it like that. But I'll just tell you the actual story. Wouldn't this be weird if you cook your, uh, you cook food for yourself and your girlfriend. You make a banging breakfast for yourself, your girlfriend, your cousin, and your cousin's friend. You cook for all of them. Make a banging breakfast. And you go and you, you, know, you put some dishes in the sink. There were some dishes in there for maybe from the night before. You know, you guys all eat your breakfast. And then, you know, maybe you're, you're on the couch, you roll up a joint. And then you hear the dishes in the sink going on. But you know, but you look and you're like, your girlfriend's right here. What? Babe, you're not in the sink. How did that go on? Where's my cousin? And your cousin starts doing some dishes. And he's washing, and he's washing, and you're like, oh, fuck, man, that's nice. I got to leave him alone, man. I, he, maybe he doesn't, he doesn't normally do dishes, man. This motherfucker's, I guess he must have appreciated that fucking breakfast, right? And you go, and you look at the dish rock, rack, and you're like, damn, this motherfucker did the dishes. This is for real, man. He did them. But then you look in the sink, and there's still like four cups from like last night when you had a couple drinks you know, with everybody, and then you have, like, a plate from fucking the ma- the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and the knife that still has, like, the peanut butter on it that you made late night snack, and that shit's still in the sink, though. And then you're just like, what the fuck, bro? And it's like, you, you, it's like, yeah, but, like, he's like, yeah, but, like, you know, you made breakfast, so I, did, like, did all the breakfast dishes. I didn't, I didn't eat that peanut butter and jelly or drink any of those drinks. So like, I'm not going to do those dishes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, what would make you do that? Like, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't be that lazy. I would now. Here's how Yusuf would do it. I would have my girlfriend do that. No, I'm kidding. Um, that's Andrew Tate. He started to rub off on me, and I only say that because it's a joke. 
I don't actually care. I, I do my own dishes. I prefer to do my own dishes because I know it gets done right. Um, I do my dishes every morning. I wake up, do my dishes. First thing I do is actually fill up the pot of water to boil because I, I have an old school uh, coffee maker. And what it is is just a, a, a glass like coffee pot thing was glass and then the top comes off like where it's a little plastic top and then I put a little funnel with a little filter and I put the coffee beans and I just pour boiling water on top and I don't just pour it all at once I pour enough till it's all moist until it's dry moist dry moist dry until I get my nice full pot of coffee and then you might say Yusuf what keeps it warm the microwave or you just drink it at whatever fucking temperature what are you, a little bitch? Now, as for doing dishes, as I'm boiling my water, I'm doing the dishes. By the time dishes is done, water's boiled, I start making my coffee. I can have my morning J or a couple bull packs. Start my day off right. You know what I'm saying? Be a man. Don't be a little bitch. Do your own dishes. Why was I? Oh, yeah, Andy's dish story. So I would just do my own dishes. I've done that. You know, it kind of sucks. Is like I did. I don't know. I'm not going to mention names. But I remember there was this one lady I had over. And I cooked her an amazing dinner. Didn't do it right, actually. I had to, to redo it. Because apparently I didn't cook the fish. And like, and it was still a little raw on the inside. And I guess she doesn't like sushi, dumb bitch. Um, I'm kidding. I did have to put it in the oven, though, because we did not want to get food poisoning. But we did. We did that. And then, you know, we did the hanky-panky spankies, you know, just dripped all over her back. Just drizzled, drizzled, drizzled all over that back with my man seeds. And, uh, but you know what we, you know what else? She didn't do the dishes. But you know what she did do? She slept in and I did the dishes. And then when she finally woke up, she must have thought I had made breakfast and then done the dishes because she was upset and she wanted breakfast. And I was like, would you like me to make you something? Because I don't eat until later on. And then she made eggs. But she did this thing where she cracked the eggs and put them back in the carton. And I was bugging a little bit. I was like, okay, you know what? She took the whole carton out. She, maybe she didn't know how many eggs she wanted to eat. Yusuf always knows how many eggs he wants to eat, so he only takes those amount of eggs out. And then what Yusuf does is he cracks the egg in the pan, and then he throws the egg in the gar- the eggshell in the garbage. He does not put the eggshell back in the cardboard and then put the cardboard back in the fridge. She did that. Because the next time, because like an hour or a couple hours later when it was my time to eat, I went to go grab an egg, and I was like, what the fuck is, is this from... Ghostbusters, the eggs just popping on their own now. Got an exorcist bitch in this bitch. This fucking bitch exorcist. What the fuck's going on? <sighs> Relax. That was Andy Dish story. Um, 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 I got a couple more voice memos, but I don't. I can't read my handwriting. Manny, you son of a bitch. All right. Sod, Manny, we'll do the Assad one. Where did the Assad, where did I have the Assad one, bro? Check that. Well, he didn't send it directly. 
Check right there. There it is. Play. It's a minute long. All right, whatever. Bad audio. Muzzy. Bad audio. Muzzy, baby, junior, cheeseburger, hold the bacon. Pause. Hold the bacon. That's right, because they used to call me Young Muzzy uh, Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Deluxe. Hold the bacon. Now he even has, he puts the respect on my name. No bacon in that. Hold the bacon. Mad respect. Leader of the PBP, Pain Before Pleasure. Oh, pause. When we had our rapping, when we were rapping, um, I started a rap group, and it was called PBP, Pain Before Pleasure. And it started because... We ate some really, really hot wings, and the wings were so hot that it was super spicy, but then they also had a really delicious flavor underneath after the spiciness subsided. And I remember saying, sometimes you got to go through the pain before the pleasure. And then that became our rap name. Continue. The third gun salute. Third gun, that's the highest salute. I get third gun salute. Because there was, I was the main leader, and then there was three young guns underneath me. And they would, when they would salute, they each had to put up one gun. So that's a third gun salute. Is when all three of them give me a salute, it was awesome. And of course, salty habits. That was me. I'm salty habits. Probably a few that I'm forgetting in there. A huge oh, congratulations it. to you, Muzz. Thank you, brother. On the 100th episode of the Pissed Golf Podcast. You know, as a golf fight myself, I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes. Only a hundred? No, I'm kidding. In all Thank seriousness, you. I admire your courage. Thank you. Your resiliency. Thank you, brother. You know, in building something of your very own. Oh, I really appreciate this milestone. Proud to call you a friend and a brother. Love you, bro. Congratulations. And Muz, I'm still waiting on that T-shirt. Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you talking about? Shut the fuck up, yo! End it right there, Jamie. What are you doing? Cell, bro. Shut up. <laughs> Love you, <laughs> Love you too, brother. Yo, oh man, fat to have for man, uh, for fucking everybody. You know, everybody gets a fat to have. fat to have for Pedro, fat to have for for um, Assad, uh, fat to have for Ham for fucking just being dope. It's my there you go. I just did three right there. Bam, done. Um, yeah, man, great fucking guy. Assad, Assad is is definitely. The if you ever if you ever have a question, they like to put this on on new polls to see like how woke your company is. And they say, do you have a best friend at work? I did. Anytime I worked with Assad because Assad was always my friend outside of work and he was always so much fun to work with. I got to I, I got blessed to work with Assad at two shitty jobs in which he literally made the job so much more bearable. Like. I talked about this probably before, but it was AT&T and to the point where we worked at a dead store, but me and him had so much fun that when we were on the same shift, I, me and him literally just laughed and had fun the entire shift and to the point where they had to split us up and make one of us work with this kind of depressed guy, which we still had fun with. You remember Norberto? Norberto. Shout out to you, bro. Um, but, but yeah, side. And I, we would both have to alternate shifts and let Nor Norberto do his shit with us instead of me and Assad. Because when me and Assad were working those shifts together, woo-wee, we had fun, bro. We brought people in because of our fun energy. And then Assad got me a job at Yelp. And I didn't like it. 
but there was a thing where he had to get like after I think it was like if I stayed 90 days he got like a, a nice bonus and I just remember being like 69 more days 40 more days 15 more days but by the end of it like I just had I actually had so much fun like we would try our hardest to plan going to work and and coming back from work at least coming back from work on the same bus because it was just the most fun bus ride ever and and Assad is genuinely uh one of the kindest people I know so I mean that from the bottom of my heart you know god bless you Assad you know and uh and I appreciate all that because because you're also a fucking family man hard worker. The amount of, uh, of bullshit that I do that, that you say I work hard and I appreciate, I, I wish I could dedicate more time towards my family, like the way that you do. Like you even invited me over earlier on, and I, I literally had to, to be straight up with you. And you are family. I said, what is this, a family get-together? You're inviting me. It's just us Siddiqui's, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh because that's how I feel when I'm around them. I feel like not that I'm not I'm, I'm not goth, but like uh, I'm also like I'm one of them. They've welcomed me into their family like that, and uh, it's it's same thing with Andy. Andy welcomed me into his family. Pedro's welcome. Pedro's mom, oh my God, she was she always was and was still is. But like I just say was because I'm thinking in the past. Like I remember she would always just be the kindest to me when I was over. Uh, you know, Pedro called her mommy, so I, I called her mommy too. And then when my mom passed, like, it kind of seemed awkward when I would do it. So I didn't do it, but I kind of did. Just, I don't know. I don't know why I even brought that up. I, I didn't want to start calling her Carmen. <laughs> I felt that was weird. So I didn't know what to do. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm God blessed me with a whole bunch of just wonderful, wonderful people who have always been family to me. Um, not that I don't have my own wonderful family. And uh, speaking of which wonderful family, let's go. I think this is an I go on Instagram for me because we got this. This one is from Brian. Uh, Brian, appreciate. Uh, shout out to Brian Elias. He's a uh, he's a good guy. And he he sent me this, and we'll play it. One hundred episodes. Let's fucking go. Hell yeah! Play the second one, Jamie. Oh shit, dude! I thought I thought you were like asking us to like congratulate you. Yeah, I I don't have anything to say, but like fucking congratulations, dude, to ne the next fucking one hundred. Everybody just wants me to only do two hundred episodes, and then what? Move on with my life? Maybe I will. I'm kidding. Shout out to Bud Brian on an Instagram B U D B R Y A N. Uh, Brian, fucking really good guy, really good comedian. Takes also fire, 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 fucking pictures. So definitely shout out to him. I see other messages, but I don't want to look at them because I don't know if they're. I don't know. I'm not gonna do that. But I will play a Yasin message in just a moment, and then we'll do that Andrew Tate wrap up. Um, and then I have to try to figure out what the fuck Manny says. So let me go pause. Let me use the bathroom and see if Manny sent me something. Be back. Yeah, I'm back, Jamie. That's good. All right, cool. Wait. You seen sent one? Well, I mean, if you're telling me this now, then no, I didn't listen to it. Okay. Well, let's just do the Manny one, and then we'll do you scenes, and we'll listen to it live together. We'll give an honest reaction. So this one is from Manny. Um, sorry, I'm back right from the pissing. 
Let's do this as uh, Manny's submission for my 100th episode. Uh, Manny also been shout out to him. He's been a listener since day one. And this guy, he's uh, been at my comedy uh, since the beginning when I used to drag them all out with me. So let's uh, let's see what Manny has to say in this minute long one. Look, all I got to say is that. First of all, well, you got your TV on, bro. Who's in the background? All my friends. I mean, yeah, maybe you guys can hear the fan, the air conditioner, but it gets hot in here, all right? I got to stay cool while I'm pissed off. Let's start this over. Listen to this guy in the background. Start it. Look, all I got to say is that Muzzy helped double tack that dog. Whoa, pause. Double tap that dog, motherfucker, bro. Double tap that dog. Did I tell you guys a story about how I hit a dog and I didn't kill a dog, but I hit a dog? But my insurance still goes up if you hit the dog, even if you don't kill the dog. You know that? Did you know that? Okay, long story short, I think I did talk about it last week. So let's see if we can get to the soundboard quick enough to do the soundboard that I like. That I Previously on Pissed Golf. So me and Manny are driving around and... Uh, we're going to Taco Bell, I believe, maybe Burger King, and I remember we're on this like side street to like avoid all the traffic on Route 23, and we get around this like blind turn, and Manny can't drive because we had just smoked, and Manny doesn't allegedly, and Manny doesn't you know do that, so I'm driving, and then they tried to blame me on being too high, but I go around this blind turn, and then a dog just runs across the street, and I slam on the brake, and he just gets stuck right he got caught right in the middle in between the tires so he didn't get run over by any tire but he got cold clocked right in the fucking head and uh we didn't hear him tumble underneath the car so like there was enough clearance he wasn't getting dragged or any of that he just got knocked the fuck out but i thought we killed him and i pulled right the fuck over hazards on got out the car to go check on him I, I was going to go, uh, his owners were there because he had ran out of the house and they saw this. They didn't, they said like, look, we know what you did. We know you're like, you know, you didn't do it on purpose, obviously. Like the dog ran across, like we saw you try to stop and all that. But another car didn't want to even stop. This dog, by the way, got knocked the fuck out. Like on, on those world star videos where like the arms just go straight out. But like his arms and legs were straight up. Like in a movie, like, you know, when they shoot the deer and the deer just falls and his arms and legs are straight up. It was like that. And then the dog just gets ripped by another car. And that definitely killed the dog because the dog yelped one more time and then stopped yelping and breathing. And then I don't know if man even talks about this, but I ended up fucking carrying it across the street. So it's not in the middle of the street getting hit by any more cars. And then I get dog blood and maybe even dog shit because the dog either shit itself or it got run over and the shit came out. But there was, I didn't, I don't think I touched the shit part, but I definitely remember seeing dog shit, but I had definitely dog blood on my hands. And I didn't even kill a dog. My insurance went up, though. Onward. And I don't know why. Oh, yeah, you're going to talk about it. But he fucking picked up the poor thing. <laughs> to get it out of the road. Another thing is that who would have known a fucking... 15 minute ride to Taco Bell. I would have known. Turn to an hour and 45 minute hold at a gas station until the goddamn Taco Bell closed. Because they're assholes. All I wanted was just a camel asshole lapaladas. Yo, pause. 
camel asshole lapaladas? Do you guys know what camel asshole lapaladas are? So for a limited time, not even a limited time, it was for a long time. Taco Bell had this dessert item. They had those little shitty knockoff churros that were pretty much just not doughy enough. That was pretty much the only part that sucks about them. Otherwise, the, their cinnamon twists are not terrible. Um, but they also had what's called a caramel apple empanada. And Taco Bell has people who are probably always high ordering food. And also the employees are probably always high taking the food order. But they had a little screen so you can see if the item actually came up what you asked, right? And this is everything on the screen correct? Yes? Okay, next window. And just because, like, I was always driving because Manny just doesn't know how to drive at night. He's got bad eyes. Um, and he's fucking Mexican. I don't think they let them drive at night in, the, in his country. Um, Manny, w- would I would I would do the order. And I, oh, my God. I don't know if he ever talk, I don't he definitely doesn't talk about this. I used to get so mad when he didn't know what hey, we're going to Taco Bell. How many different options do you need? You know what you want to eat. You know how much money you can afford. You know why are why is there a debate of to what you there's there fucking ten people in the line. You didn't figure it out when there was ten people in the line what you want when we get to the window, you're umming. So while you um, I say my order and then I wait for you. And then if I have to, I drive up. If you're not ready, Manny, and you know I've done this, I will, oh, what, um, you still need more time? Okay, Manny, well, why don't we do this? Why don't I get my food? You can have more time. Think about what you want and we'll go around again. Huh? Do you need more time? No, you don't want, then think of something now. But then I would be mad when I would say all that. So I'll try to lighten the situation. Sometimes I would order the caramel apple empanada as a camel asshole lapalada. And they would never correct you. I would I would say, and then uh, can we get like uh, two camel asalapaladas, please? Oh, you want two? Sorry, three. Three camel asalapaladas, please. Three caramel apple empanadas. Uh, anything else? Uh, that'd be all. Everyone know? Thank you. And then we just drive up. And we would get caramelized apple empanadas that we love to call camel asshole apaladas. Love that. Shout out to you, man sell those anymore which is complete bullshit who's calling you during this po- who is now calling you you have a tv on you got i hear a meow like we're gonna have to rewind that in a second but like yo you got too much shit going on right now manny what the hell your life is chaos close that too did you ted row all right, right go ted back Rowe? i don't know if that was actually ted real Rowe? There's no way that there was that many things. Like, there was a cat me Like, that had to have been the notification, right? Like, let's go back a little. Tom Rowe. I don't yeah, remember. I don't know. Why, why is it but not actually Japanese, going back? Caucasian samurai. All right, go back to That far. had the biggest. It's not going back at all? In the world. Jamie? Oh, it's not. All right, refresh it then. That was crazy. You're right. It wasn't going back. I did see you doing it, though. Yeah, it's not. See? Minute hold at a gas station right. into the goddamn Taco Bell clothes. All I wanted was just a camel asshole lap of listen to the notifications, and they don't even sell those anymore, which is complete Phone bullshit. Me. And on top cat. of that, too, buzz notification cat Ted Rowe, Ted Rowe, right? Ted Rowe, Ted Rowe, Tim Rowe, Ted Rowe. 
I paused you, Manny. His name is Ted. He's a goddamn UFO expert. We did the first ever pissed off podcast over there. We didn't even know what to call it. We called it the Yousef Goff Experience, strictly off of Joe Rogan. I didn't even have a Jamie back then. You were kind of like my Jamie. Onward. Tom Rowe. I don't remember. But the Japanese Caucasian samurai. Oh, yeah, he was a samurai. That had the biggest pipe that, in the world. He had that peace pipe. He was an awesome-ass dude. And thanks to him, we were able to see the green flash. The green flash. Let me pause. The green flash, bro. So evidently, if you are looking at... And this is the thing. like You have to literally live on the West Coast to ever see it. So being in Hawaii and being on the western part of the island at the time was the only reason that evidently we were able to see it. But what they call the green flash is if you stare at the sunset, which, again, he says, if you blink, you'll miss it. So like you never know the exact point. But apparently it's supposed to be as soon as the sun, like it's like almost like a reverse breaks the horizon. Like as soon as it's setting and it goes right bef- right where it's like at the bottom, apparently there's like a green flash. And then like you just see like the after effect of the sun, like as it continues to sink and or go down and the darkness starts to fill in the sky. But I didn't see the green flash. And then I remember when Manny's going to talk next, so we'll let him say it because it was so gross. And not only that, on that adventure, we also went to the Cockroach Beach, a.k.a. the Green Sand Beach. Another notification, Green Sand Beach. Yeah, so uh, when you go to Hawaii with Mark, Mark is a very adventurous man, and he will take you on all these adventures uh, if you're willing to go on them. And then what we did is... He wanted to go, all right, so we went to the Big Island, and on the Big Island, there's a green sand beach, a black sand beach, a white sand beach, um, and we had gone to the black sand beach. I think we did the white sand beach that day. This is like probably another day after we, might, we did the Wapio Valley. That was fun. I told that story too, all for a fucking long-ass hike for a fucking shitty waterfall, Uh and then another long-ass hike back just because we were told we can't do it. Um, but I remember we wanted to go to the Green Sand Beach, and I said, now the Green Sand Beach is on the southern tip of the island, and we were on, like, the northeast part of the island. And it was literally just a 90-minute drive to get there, but instead of driving there the next day, it was only a 30-minute drive from where we were, but where we were was... An hour from home, and the sun was going to go down in an hour. So we were going to get there in a half an hour, with a half an hour until sundown. To tr- and well, and I get what if he thought it was as easy as the Black Sand Beach, where they literally there was like parking, and you walk, like it was like parking, uh, a fucking little sidewalk, and then like a little boardwalk into the sand, and then it was just all black sand everywhere. Like, it was a one-minute walk from where we parked to get to see black sand. If that's what he assumed with the green sand beach, then I get it. I get it. That makes sense. But it wasn't. We had to do another long-ass three-mile hike. And by the way, those guys, they don't walk fast. Not every one of them. So, at least I brought my fucking headlamp. But then he was getting pissed off because my headlamp was was making his night vision that he says he was developing going bad. But I'm like, I can't see in the dark, dude. 
And then I remember we paused for a second and I look at the ground because I was like, why is the ground moving? And there was like millions and millions of like these little cockroaches everywhere. And then I said, well, now that I know that, I don't know what else to do other than not think about it and shake the shit out of everything before we get back in the car. That was so gross. It was like I've never seen... Like, and I'm, like, granted, I'm probably over exaggerating, but imagine like not like in the amount like if you had like an ice cream and it was com- like ice cream cone on the sidewalk and it was completely covered, but imagine like the after effect of that, where like it was just a whole bunch of them just all spread out, like almost imagine an ant colony, like you know like those flat things, but just on the floor, like they were just they were everywhere, but it was kind of organized, but kind of not. It was so gross. Fuck you, Manny, for making me relive that. But I love you, Manny. Thank you for that. Manny's the best. You got way too much shit going on, bro. Um, Let's play Yassine's message, and then we'll do some uh, Andrew Tate, and I guess we'll try to do that for a little bit. We'll do the reaction, and then have a nice, fun two, uh, 100 episodes. So thank you, guys. Let's see what Yassine has to say. Bismillah. You also, bad up, pause. Another bad audio. He's driving, at least. I give it to him. He's probably doing the job. But, yo, guys, what's with the bad audio? Play it again. Yo, Muzzy G. Happy 100th episode, my dude. Thank you. All right, let's kick it off with uh, a throwback. We're going to go to Mama Dukes, a.k.a. Mama Bear, when she used to beat the shit out of anybody that would fuck with us, and we thought it was mad embarrassing. Yo, So we got the one story. Pause, yo. I hope he gives me a story. I didn't listen to this yet, but I love this. Because, yeah, my mom, our mom, would have our fight. She would fight our battles for us. And I know that because she, like, literally fought one of our friends and, like, sat on his fucking chest. And I thought she could have killed him because she, she was a big lady at the time. She was, like, 300, and the kid was fucking skin and bones. It couldn't have been more than 110 pounds. You know what I mean? And fucking Tom learned his lesson. We ended up being great friends after that. But like, whoa. Continue. You were in Home Depot. And that guy said, what are your kids, blind? Well, she was talk- he was talking about you. Um, we also got that one story where... Dude, we at- I don't really remember that. But now that you mentioned that, I do kind of because I had glasses, I think. And I wasn't paying attention to where I was walking. And we were at Home Depot. And yeah, I think my mom like got in the guy's face and was going to like fuck him up. But I don't remember if she actually hit him. But like she definitely spoke up for us. For sure. I think we got kicked out of there. We had to go to another Home Depot. If I remember correctly. Which he seems going to say I don't send any corrections my way, brother. KB Toys. KB and Toys. And that one story where she was going to beat the shit out of her bill. And that other story when the toy store was about to close and you wanted to get that last toy in. All right. Let's see what you got. All right. So I think you said something about a fight at KB Toys, and I barely remember that, if I'm being honest. So you might have to elaborate so I can go on <coughs> on that one. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Fighting Erbil, too. I don't remember why, but I think, like, Erbil was, like, fucking with us in some way or, or because she liked Erbil. 
um Erbil was this Turkish kid, but Erbil was like a bad influence too. Like he was eating pork, you know, he would drink, he would smoke cigarettes, uh, you know, pretty much what I do now with minus the pork, you know what I mean? But like, I get it now. Like he just learned, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm an idiot. I don't know where he was, but I don't remember why they got a fight. But I remember like my mom, our mom liked Erbil's mom too so like we ended up having to squash it anyway but yeah my mom was fucking she was a fierce woman man I say was because she passed obviously you guys know that but uh yeah man god bless her you know fat death for her right now actually and one for you seen thank you guys that was beautiful yeah, man, my brother's fucking, my brother's fucking real. My mom would fight for us. My mom, going to the toy store, she would love to take us to the toy store. And side note, actually, you see, and here's a bad memory. Allegedly, one time, I think mama took us to, 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 um, to Toys R Us and left us there. So she could go do drugs. We won't say which kind. And then came back and got us. So at least she wasn't doing drugs around us. You know what I mean? And we were smart kids. We weren't just going to fucking walk out of a Toys R Us without her. I think we even fucking hid in like the back of it. Or maybe that was when we were older and we would play like hide and seek in Toys R Us. Because it was air conditioned, air conditioned and we were kids and we still wanted to play outside. But we wanted it to be air conditioned. I remember making a little fort behind some fucking box toys in, like, the really kids section. Because nobody would think to hide in the really kids section, right? That's what I thought. I think I had the fucking best hiding spot in Toys R Us. Anyway. <clears throat> so, I don't know if you know this guy, uh, Andrew Tate. Um, Let's see. We're about an hour and a half. Let's, uh, let's go into it. So, Andrew Tate. Um, I've been hearing his name everywhere. And I don't know who this guy is. And then I, I see this video. Let me see if I can find the Instagram. Because honestly, it was... It's going to be hard, I think, for me to find. Because I don't remember who... Hmm. Don't worry, Jamie. I'll, I'll look it up. Um, I mean, I could probably play the short version of it. The Instagram version. But it ends right when he, when he says something good. Alright, so I'm listening to this, this thing. And I don't even know this is the same guy, by the way. Um... Or maybe I do, and I just loved what he had to say. So let's play this. It's 15 seconds. Well, you got to play it with volume, I wake, though. I'm always looking forward to something. I wake up every day excited. I'll go do this today. I'll go do this today. I'll go do this today. And I very much live my life in a frame of, not I have to do this. It's very much a I get to do this. Change your language. I get to go to work today. Yeah, and then he keeps going on. But like that's when I first saw him, I guess, and it was like a week ago. And I just like, yo, I love that. Like, stop saying that you have to do. He's like, stop saying you get. Don't say I have to go to work. Say I get to go to work. You could have no job. And it's kind of like the Jocko. Like when things go bad, good. Because it gets more term, time for improvement. It's like, oh, not I have to see my family. It's like, I get to see my family. Not that I have to go for a walk. I get to go for a walk. And watch how your life increases in blessings when you're more thankful. And you're not saying you have to do something that's good for you. Say that you are that you get to. Because that's honestly what you do is you get to do it. 
So that's how this guy got on my radar now. What is who who is who is Andrew Tate? I want to be respectful because like like shout out I want to definitely try to get him on the podcast if I ever fucking can. Probably have to do it like fucking FaceTime or something. But Andrew Tate and and uh, please forgive me anybody if I get this wrong. Um just going off the top of my head, I probably should have actually did better better research. But here's what I get at. His father is a chess champion and he's a he's a big black man uh from uh, from some place in the south. And so that's where he gets his half American side. And then I believe his mother is his African American side. And then his mother is a white woman from London. And uh, and I say that his dad is a chess champion because that's where he gets a lot of strategy. That's where he learned a lot of strategy in life. Um, and he in and he his mother and his father got divorced. So he would spend time in America as well as England, which is why his accent's a little, you know, it's going to be a little different than you guys are used to. Um, and I get that too. Um, he's a four-time world champion kickboxer. He's a multimillionaire. He owns a lot of cars and houses. He, uh, he got his start managing uh, some some women to do webcam work back in the early times. This is before OnlyFans when, when pretty much you'd see like those ads like, are you lonely? You want to talk to these women? And he managed them and turned that into a million-dollar business with his brother. Um, I believe his brother's name is Tate, and I don't want to say that wrong, so I apologize if I am. Um, and him and his brother are pretty much a team, which is what eventually I'm going to be with my brother as well. Because and and not and not only my my biological, of course, mainly my biological, but also you other brothers that that have come along the way. Now, that being said, he is he he came up out of nowhere. People are calling him misogynistic and this and that. But like, if you th- actually listen to what he's saying, he's trying to say it in a joking way, at least in my opinion. Uh, and. And I'll tell you for sure, I, I like a lot of the things he says are a little outlandish, but then his reasoning behind it, you're like, kind of fucking makes sense. So what I do with this is like, I kind of take the good and I leave the bad. If there's anything I don't like that and I don't agree with, and I really can't rationalize it in my head, I don't, I don't, don't pay attention to it. But the rest of the shit he's saying, so... This stuff, these clips are going to be uh, from the Full Send podcast, which, by the way, you got to watch that. It's it's a fucking, it's a great one. I'll tell you what it's called. It's called, uh, it's Full Send podcast is the name of the channel, and it's called Andrew Tate Exposes How He Makes Money, Talking Scamming People, Talk Scamming People, and Dating, what does it say, Dating Kylie Jenner. All right, so we'll go to the beginning. <coughs> It's 107. Do one tap there, Jamie. That's close enough. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a minute. So wait, when you when you bring a girl, <laughs> when you bring like a girl, is she a girlfriend or just a girl for the trip? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. So you like make her, you put her on mm-hmm. cigar duty? Well, if I, if I need a cigar, then I would ask her to go politely get me a cigar, yeah. What if she said no? How could she possibly say no to me? <laughs> what if she's like, why, why do I have to get your cigars? Like, get your own cigars. Why do I have to put you on a private jet to fucking Croatia? Fuck off then. There you go. There you go. I agree with that. <laughs> Pause. All right, yeah, fix the speed, Jamie. I know we were doing it for research, but like, let's go back. That that was pretty much what he was saying. Hey, so how many, Bye. How many how many girlfriends? Me? Yeah. Man, I'm a man of God. I'm a good man. I don't want to be in this podcast. Everyone trying to tell the world that I'm some kind of horrible, evil misogynist. Everyone seems to think I am for some reason. I, I think it's great. So, 
that's just a little intro of what I'm saying. Like, so he was asked, like, do you just make them get you stuff? Like, no, no, no. I ask them politely, and if they don't want to, like, they can fuck off. Like, I'm giving them all this shit. The least they can fucking do is, and it kind of makes a little sense. Like, even if you just take the sex part out of it, if 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 one of your boys is buying you dinner, you're a little. Let's say let's say you're all, you're out, and he's like, I'm picking up the check. You can grab the Uber. You know what I mean? Or at least pull it up on your app so you can let me know how long or how far of a time it is before I have to pull it up on my app if I'm going to get the Uber. If I say, hey, check and see on Lyft and Uber, which one will be quicker? Don't give me no shit. I just fucking picked up the tab. Not that it should be like a, hey, look what I did. So, you know, right back at you thing. Go up to the two minute mark. You should have just tapped. It's all right, Jamie. That's close enough. Um, this is about loyalty and actually pretty interesting. So play this. Don't worry about it. So would loyal you, to all of you at the same time. You think it's possible for a man to, to be loyal to one girl? I think it's possible for men to do lots of things. Sure. We can go to the moon. We can be loyal to one girl. We can go scuba diving if you want to. But listen to how he turns I don't think it. that if men were truly honest with themselves that they want to be. I think men are loyal to a woman to try and inspire loyalty out of her. A man will sit there and go, I only want to be with her. But really what they're saying is, I only want her to be with me, which is a masculine imperative. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. He's not wrong. Onward. Natural, and I completely understand that. Every man's the same. But if you could make a woman be loyal to you while not being loyal to her, then you would not be loyal to her. If a man's truly honest and says, if I can press this button and she's loyal to me no matter what I do, am I still going to only be with her? Now, you might prefer her. You might spend 99% of your time with her, etc. Completely get that. But on a long enough time frame for the rest of your human life, if she's going to be loyal to you regardless, are you telling me that with a, without any kind of backlash from her, without the chance of her cheating, without any bullshit, you're going to tell me for the next 50 years you're not going to fuck anything ever once? If she let you, why not? Like, you know what I mean? Pause. Yeah. Dude, any real man, now it might be different if you have kids, right? But let's say, because if you have kids with somebody, like, and it's probably a different thing, <coughs> but this is more for like you're dating, right? If I'm dating any woman and I know no matter what I do, no matter who I sleep with, you're still going to want to be with me. I'm sleeping with whoever I want. Probably not going to be as much as you think. But also, it's like, yeah, I kind of get it. I mean, that makes sense. The only reason that we don't is because we want them to be loyal. Because usually what will happen is one party cheats, the other one tries to cheat back. For some kind of like, oh, you you got me hurt, so I'm going to hurt you back kind of bullshit. And, you know, it's always easier for the women to cheat than the guy uh, unless the guy just stoops and fucks a fatty or, or something. That was really, that's the Andrew Tate in me coming out. I'm sorry. Continue. There's only a little bit yeah, left. I, mean, I, I feel like everyone would it. agree to that. Everyone but would agree to it, right? So it's different for men and women. Is what it's completely different for men yeah. and women. And it's also different because a lot of people misunderstand what I say. It's different for men of a certain status, right? If, you, if you're a man who has his shit together at a certain level of status, you can say to a woman, look, I love you with all my heart. I want to be with you. I'm going to take care of you. But you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm in charge because this is my life. You're on the Tate train. And we're, we're headed to success station. I'm the one driving it. And if you're going to be on my train, certain things are going to happen. If you're unhappy, you can get off. Yep. No problem. I but feel like you've been experiencing that as like a high value male. Me and Salim kind of just started. I'm hoping. But that, that's kind of true, man. 
like if if you are like, look and he he probably gives this example I might have had it recorded um but if he doesn't like he he does he, he had on another podcast what he's talking about is like if you're a high value man you are if you if you're like a a Lamborghini you're rare okay you're it, it, a Lamborghini could break down but you still love it because it's a fucking Lamborghini but if a Nissan broke down, you just get a fucking Honda or something. You know what I mean? Like so, it's like oh, so if you if you want, if you go for low quality men, you just go from one low quality to another low quality. But if you have a high quality, something that's not easy to obtain, then you're gonna try to stick with that high quality as long as you can. You know, what I mean? if somebody just gifted me a Lamborghini, I can't afford one right now. I would have to treat that shit as nice as possible. I would probably only drive it to show it off. And then even then I would be scared that it would break down or something. And I'd have to cost lots of money that I, I can't I pay to to repair it. You know what I mean? So I, I, I get what he's saying. and But what, what the thing is that what the problem is is the gender gets in the way of what he's saying when it actually just refers to power. And, and then he also goes into this. I don't know if I mentioned it, but there is a power dynamic for sure that's going on um and and that's the problem now he talks about this, this is something interesting he talks about which you know he, he's been known to talk about so fast forward there to the 18 minute mark that one you have to jump yeah because otherwise it's going to take you forever to get a tap uh 1836 get as close as you can jamie you're doing a great job at ah, 23 that's close enough whatever let's hear what they're saying make everything way easier how so? But how, how would it be displayed? I, I don't know exactly confused. what you said after that. So it's pretty I, much right. I'm here on this podcast. You guys, you don't even understand what I said. I'm, 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 I'm right. upset. So they're want, asking we about... The audience to know, right. so we need you to dive into it. I said that... All right, so he's talking about how if women had their body count, like the amount of people that they had sex with on their head, like for display, like if you knew how many women, like how many men that woman has been with, the whole world would be a better place. And he... <sighs> kind of make some good points so let's let's play it and let's elaborate a lot of the world's problems could be fixed if women walked around with their body yeah. counts on their foreheads yeah. i didn't say lines oh, sorry and what would fine. be fixed like world hunger everything hmm. would be fixed bro i'm but talking why? about society at, at large could benefit from that scenario what, is that, so? what does that fix because you have to extrapolate it you have to extrapolate so this is actually it really good at the point. meta point if women can't just sleep with anybody and everybody because they're going to be known for it and shamed for it they're going to be very very selective with who they sleep with if they're very very selective then men are going to have to be very very they're going to have to be very very hard working and very very Pause. dedicated to becoming a that right there was like why i was like sometimes he'll say some shit and you're like that's fucking outlandish but then it's like but it kind of makes sense like yeah look Number one, the first thing he said is, if you knew, like, how high value that, that person is now, like, you're going to have to work harder to attain, let's say, somebody with a two than somebody with, like, a 35. You know, if, you, if, you, if, if you're not working out ever, right, you never want to work out, you want to eat fucking out, you want to eat junk food two times a day, every day of the week, Never eating clean, never exercising, drinking soda, and then you wonder why you're only gonna get like like forty fives and higher because they are like, well, whatever. What's another dick? You know what I mean? But then he makes a good point. It's like, well, first of all, the men are gonna want to work harder for that, and it's kind of true. 
and that just goes in is in generalities. Like, if you know certain things, that's why, like, and I don't know if he talks about it on this part, but, like, women are the most evil. That's why the first thing they like to do is to call each other sluts. Like, if they don't like somebody. Because they know that that's a shaming thing. That Then they know they try to say, let's not slut shame. And I agree. You shouldn't really shame anybody. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes shame will make you change. And you should be ashamed of certain behaviors. But also, it's like, if you're not, then what shaming you doesn't work. So if you're ashamed, then that means you don't like that behavior. So there's that's that's where the catch-22 comes, right? Like, there's a little bit of shame in me drinking, which is why I don't like to bring it up. I didn't like when they would bring it up. But, you know, but I also do it. So it's like either I got to stop doing it if I'm ashamed of it, or I have to say, fuck it. I'm going to do it even though it's a kind of a shameful thing. Or if it's a not shameful thing, like, then then what am I doing wrong? You know what I mean? Now, drinking isn't shameful for everybody, but it is for me, being a Muslim, you know? Which is why I think I'm going to take a month off in August. Anyway, let's continue this. <clears throat> where are we at? Oh, nice. We didn't pause at the part where I wanted to, but we got like a minute. And let's go. Like a man worth where... sleeping with. So now men right, are going to be more honorable for it. They're going to be very, very selective with who they sleep with. If they're very, very selective, then men are going to have to be very, very, they're going to have to be very, very hardworking and very, very dedicated to becoming that a man worth very... sleeping with. So now men are going to be more honorable. Okay, men are going to try harder. Men are going to be more interested in making sure that they're a person who's upstanding in society. Women are going to be very selective who they choose. They're more likely to stick with a guy through thick and things. They don't want to add a new number to their head. True. Families will return. True. Families are an extension. Families are an extension of society as a whole, right? It's family, then it's town, then it's city, then That's it's pretty, state. Makes, then it's, then that it, makes somewhat sense. And, and it does, because now if you think about what he said, <coughs> I think I did want to play a little bit more, though, but I do, I'll pause it there. Um, yeah, look, the woman's going to stick around more instead of just being like, all right, fuck it, I'm out. And why is that a good thing? Well, first of all, if for whatever reason you leave the man that you allegedly love, you're going to now have to recreate that love with a new person and hope that they love you. And the same reason that it didn't work out with the first person. To, and hey, this goes both ways. So I'll tell you a perfect example. Uh, when, when your boy got his heart broken for just being a piece of shit boyfriend, not realizing I was a piece of shit boyfriend, uh, I would be a piece of shit boyfriend to other girls and then wonder why they left me too. And then I realized, hey, it's because I'm not, Sometimes I'm too narcissistic as a boyfriend. And then look, guess what I did is I changed it up. And then what did I find out? Hey, I'm a much better boyfriend. Now I only break up w with women because pretty much we don't have time to see each other. And that's not fair to them because some of these women are my age and they're, they're, they're trying to have babies and I'm not. And so I tell them, go be free. Go have, go make babies while you still can. Onward. The country. They should make a Black Mirror episode about that. They I, should. They should try it. I disagree. It, of course you disagree. But tell I'll me, tell you why. Tell me why. Or listen to this Because coffee. it's different. Like, if you're looking for a one-night stand, and one chick has three bodies, and one chick has 50, the chick with 50 is going to give you a way freakier night than the chick with three. So I'd maybe go with the girl with 50. You're going to walk around <laughs> looking for chicks, thinking, I want one that smells for of For a one-night stand, though. I want one who's been plowed. Who's going to give you a freak here? Yeah, night? I wouldn't yes, want that. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, want that. I don't think anyone. For a one night stand. <laughs> okay, two bodies. Two Who? bodies. How quickly everybody turned that. You want somebody with two bodies? She's not freaky. She won't let you put it in her butt, I guess. Bro, that, see, that's. That's somebody who's still experimenting with sex. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm, I'm not making fun. 
right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually analyze that. What what he was saying, what he said. If you if you missed it, was if you're and, and, and actually listen, analyze what he said. If you're looking for a one night stand at a bar, which would you go for, the one with the two or the one with the fifty? And we all know. And you know what he's gonna say. So let's. I think he says it. And if he doesn't, I'll say it. Yeah, who, fuck it. You can give me the virgin for a one night stand. Who the hell for the girl with the higher body Bro, count? Fresh puss. Yeah. Okay, that's a, but that's a weird yeah, but then take there's a lot right more, there. There's a lot more like bullshit behind the scenes that you guys probably aren't. Has anyone about. ever heard that? I would never. You don't I, understand the logic. If I knew a girl had a hundred bodies or two hundred. Okay, so if she has I would one, if she has one, and then another chick has ten. Who would you rather one. smash? One. One. All day. Okay, What's well, wrong with you, You guys bro? just don't get freaky, I guess, obviously. It's well, I mean, I, it's not about... I don't, I don't freaky. About I, I mean, if you want chicks who smell a dick, that's your thing. But that ain't my thing. And I don't think it's most men's thing. Men that are, was a wild take, men are, men are interested in <laughs> men, are inter men are interested in innocence. It's yeah. innocence yep. that men find appealing. This 100%. is what most people understand. Yeah. Women don't even know what men find attractive. Oh, what yeah. actually amazes me is that women go through the world and they're so concerned with how they look. Let's pause that. You guys can hear that on your own because he actually talks about a really good point. <clears throat> but what, what they didn't mention right there is like, okay, you don't prefer that. We all actually prefer the, what, 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 let's say we were at the club, right? Even if you do just want a one night stand. You're gonna one. You're gonna try with the girl with the one on her head, and then if you get turned down, then you'll maybe settle for the one with the fifty. But you're not going after no fifty. Fucking what the fuck? You don't even know when forty nine was, was fucking when she got forty nine or fifty on her head. That might have been in the bathroom before. You're gonna go make out with her now. Dick breath. Just saying, kind of makes sense because people do like innocence. That's why uh, men get, become mysterious. We're mysterious, so we don't know. We leave an uh, we leave an air of mystery, and then women can decide for themselves what that mystery is. Until we tell them, we ruin the mystery, and then they don't like us anymore. Ah, I figured them out. They figured us out too. I wanted to write a book about women a long time ago. I still don't know shit about them, but. We'll see. All right, let's see. There's a couple more clips. Go to the half an hour mark. Right there, perfect. Oh no, you. It, yeah, no, I saw it jump. I'm not blaming you. Don't worry, dude. Dude, you're actually doing a good job today, Jamie. Thank you. You know, applause for Jamie. Thank you, Jamie, for sticking through to episode 100. All right, let's go. That older women. The reason they're less attractive to men, even if men don't instinctually understand oh, it, this is such because they've been through a whole bunch more shit. And, and we're not interested in dealing with someone else's problems. If you get with a girl who's 26, 27, she's going to be sitting there going, I know men like you. I've seen what men like you do. You ain't going out. Yeah, I, don't I, like, I don't like that. I, yeah, I, don't, I yeah, ain't yeah. dealing. So you're telling yeah. me, wait, wait, you're telling me you were innocent and sweet for this dude. You were nice to him. He fucked you and messed you up. And now I deal with yep. the attitude problem you've developed because he got your pussy. Yep. There's a little more play that a little bit more. I didn't even want him to fuck you in the first place. You should have been a virgin when you met me. Now I'm dealing with your shit? Get fucked. Goodbye. Oh, don't you think, though, the you know, trying to find purity out of women, it, it kind of is like a low possibility? I mean, it's kind of like one of... 
Uh, we don't have to listen to that part. But you can listen to more on the podcast when you listen. But I do have other points that I want to pull up. Um, I don't know if it updated on here. We'll see if it did. Go to the notes. Because you can't do the... You're not going to be able to do them both. So you have to see if you can if it'll go on the, uh, the iPad for you. Dude. Yeah, you have them right there. Perfect. All right, good. <clears throat> By the way, just a little... Eh, we could talk about that after. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's pretty much what this guy's about. I did want to talk a little bit, but if you don't like this shit, I guess get past it. I don't know. I don't know, whatever. Um, if you do like it, tell me, I'll do more of these fucking reaction videos and kind of stuff. But he's not, he's kind of like, it's not kind of not wrong. Oh, yeah, that the older woman thing, like, kind of makes sense. Like, a lot of the women that I date, the older they get, they start. And, and like I was trying to say, I guess, is I learned from my mistakes what not to repeat so they don't have these women don't have to to suffer from the same shitty Yusef. So like men maybe don't change often where women will change after is kind of what he's saying, but also just goes both ways with certain people will change and some people will not where they will change and be like, well, I don't want that and I don't want this and I don't want that. And they start becoming more selective as they get older and lowering their pool. And it's like, well, I mean, that's kind of what we want though, right? You don't want, I don't want just, if anybody can sleep with you, then where's the value in that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe if I'm that horny, that's like, here's the perfect example. If I'm that hungry and I really, really need to eat, am I going to eat McDonald's just because it's convenient and it's right there even though I know it's not good for me? Sometimes I might. Or I might just say I could go home and cook a little something, aka jerk off. But also just cook food at home and not eat McDonald's is also real. They're both true statements. Both the analogy and the reality. Onward. Is it the right one? Yeah, it's uh, 15 seconds more, so just that's perfect. Hit a play there. But you can't go too far the other way and just become fucking soft. Yeah. All What's right. your thought on uh, Islam and everything? Because I know in the, in the Quran and stuff, like you could have... He has a really good point on this. So I've seen you talk about it a little bit, but I, I would like to know like, what you think about it. I think it's the last religion on the planet. You think it's the right religion? I think it's the last religion. So if it's the, if it's the last true religion on the planet, then it has to be the correct one. Because I don't think How any is other, it the last one? It's the last religion because no other religion so, has boundaries which they enforce. Let's pause it real quick. If you, so look, he's going to... Uh, let's just keep an open mind, everybody. Hear him out. Because, again, you might not agree with what he's saying. But then if you actually listen with an open mind, you're like, well... At least he can defend himself. Now, I, I might not be thinking of good counterpoints, but at least hear him out. Let's go. Continue. Dan, if you will tolerate everything, then you stand for nothing. If your book says X, but you refuse to say the book says this, I'm sick to what the book says. It doesn't matter what the subject is, right? I don't want to get us banned. I think, <laughs> so everyone, I think like, everyone can work it out. If you're a Christian, 99% of Christians are ignoring every single rule inside the Bible every Christians single day. Christians interpret the Bible, you're saying? So like true. They, like, pick and choose what they want to Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, with, yeah they'll try and say, I interpret it differently. I, mean, Muslims do I believe too, in God, but, you know, I don't believe in that part. That's not what the book says. It doesn't, seem, it doesn't say ignore half of me. Part. It says follow me. No, All, yeah. So, again, counterpoint, which I think they're going to talk about. Like, yeah, in Islam, that can happen. But it's more, I guess the point he's going to make better than I am is it's more common that people are going to selectively choose 
and not be as faithful in in Christianity than it is in Islam. I think mainly and this is own, I don't know if they talk about it, but it's my own personal thing is because in, in Christianity, all you got to do is say, oh, please forgive me. And that's it. And it kind of is the same in Islam, but they kind of ha- you have to do more in Islam, too. You have to really show your. F- I'm not going to try to say that. I know. Well, let's continue. Please. Muslims follow their book. No, true. No, true. He's so right they're the last this. religion. Yeah. If, if, who gives a Go shit? Back. That part. That, uh, that's not what the book says. It doesn't, seem to ignore, it doesn't say ignore half of me. It says, follow me. No, Only yeah. Muslims follow their book. No, true, no, true. Yeah, so they're yeah. the last religion. Yeah. If, if, who gives a shit? He's if Christians wrong. come along and say, I'm a Christian, you know, give a fuck. You ignore the Bible. Well, isn't there a lot of Muslims that don't follow the Quran too, there's, though? I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of Muslims who don't completely follow the Quran. But I'm saying that if you were to go out there and try and find Muslims who live true to the Quran completely, you can find them. Yeah. You ain't going to find a I single... I think you can find Christians. No, you won't. All right, he's wrong about that. You definitely will find Christians that are, that are following it correctly. But what his point is, it's going to be a lot easier. And then he gives a, a nicer example uh, afterwards. So we'll play that because there's only like a couple of minutes left on this. Uh, yeah. Cause, cause Muslim, Muslim religion, I mean, not to even, no different in any religion, but like, dude, you're not going to find a, a Muslim slut. Like, that's right. Like a, a woman that's a Muslim that's a slut. Bro, you should put you me will. in any fucking church. Give me the hottest church. There's Muslim less. sluts out there. There's I'm sure there are, but I'm saying he's, the point he's making is you can find a bunch of women who adhere to Islam who are still virgins to the age of 25 waiting for an enraged marriage. Oh, yeah. Yep. You will not find that under Christianity. 100%. I think you'll Christ- find some. Yeah, you could find a couple. Bullshit, but you're right. Bro. There's probably more Muslims that follow. Christians. Christian, there's Christian, more devout Muslims than devout Christians. Christianity has no power left. It's a, it's a power. Even the this Pope is up here was crazy. talking about. And I, I want to make this very, very clear. I'm not. I also wanted to say too, like I, I don't disparage any religion. By the way, I, and I, I love everybody. If you believe anything, as long as you're not faithless, uh, I'm happy for you. Especially in these times where you need some, you need to believe. I, I prefer it if you believe in God and Allah. You know what I mean? Uh, um, for your own sake, you know. So if you want to repeat after me to, for eternal salvation, it's Eshadu and La I La Ha Illallah Wa Muhammad. Nice and easy. Congratulations, you're a Muslim now. No takesy-backsies. You can't take it back. That's it. You can't take it back. I made you a Muslim. My point is this. No matter what you believe, dude, you got to believe in something, though. You can't say that you believe in something. Like, I can't. I'm, I'm such a piece of shit. I can't say I fully believe. And then I'm drinking, too, like a piece of shit. Which why uh, I was going to save it at the end. But I think I'm going to just. They, they call it dry August. where you just don't drink for all of August. And it's not a bad idea because, number one, it'll get that little belly that I have on the bottom that I can't ever get rid of, probably from the drinking. And also, I will feel a lot better and maybe I'll decide I don't need to. Or if I do have one, it'll be in a celebration and not in a habit. So onward in this. I'm not fucking anti-anything. I'm not homophobic. I don't give a fuck. I'm talking about what the book says. If the book says man and women lay together and then the pope is going to stand up now and say that you can be a gay preacher. The book doesn't mean anything now. So the whole religion doesn't mean anything. So the rules don't mean anything. You're tolerant of everything you stand for nothing. The problem is with religion is that it naturally needs to be intolerant. For a religion to be a religion which is respected, it needs to be intolerant of certain things. Yeah, but you can't say we're a religion which tolerates everything. I mean, he now you have that no belief wrong, systems. But, but, but he's true about you like you have to have rules. and you have to, His point isn't that you have to not tolerate things, but he worded that in a more of a negative connotation. But the right way, they're the nicer connotation, at least for me, toward that would be this what he's saying is if you don't if you have rules and you but you let everybody break the rules then then what the fuck are those rules are those even real rules like 
anybody could just break the rules. So what the hell is any of the reality in any of this? But if you stick to the rules, then there is something there. So let's continue. Completely. There's only the a little evolved, bit left. So. Completely. So Christianity has evolved into nothing. Islam <laughs> hasn't. This is the point I'm making. The point I'm making is if you're going to throw your own evolving. rules away, you can't stand up and say, this is a religion. These are our doctrines, but we tolerate everything and we don't punish anyone for anything. And none of it really matters. Are you a Christian? Well, who the fuck isn't? Biggest hoe in the world's a Christian. Porn stars are Christians. Who gives a shit? It doesn't mean anything. It's different with Islam. With Islam, you can't get away with it. Even if you're saying that there's some Islam sluts, et cetera, et cetera, fine, that's cool. But people don't stand up and openly disrespect Islam. Oh, hell no. Because yep. they're afraid. So once again, if you don't have rule systems and doctrines and beliefs and prophets, which people are afraid to mock, are you even a religion? People won't disrespect Islam. Nobody will disrespect it because they're scared. Even in a Christian country, what do you, you mean by what do you mean by disrespect? I mean disrespect it. Say something. Disrespect it. I, you can walk around if you here, can wear a T-shirt example. saying Jesus is gay, right here in Croatia, Christian country, and you will make it out of the country alive. I dare you to do the same thing with the Islamic prophet. Well, yeah, I God. dare you to do the same thing. Right. You right. wouldn't make it out of a Christian country alive, an Islamic country alive. Even in Christian countries, you are not safe to do that. Facts, and and. The point he's trying to make is not so much about the violence. It's more about how strongly convicted that people are in Islam and how devoutly they follow the faith. And then I, I think that his point is, is very strong, even though, uh, you know, he'll, he'll say things, but apparently he's a Christian. But at least, you know, if he's if he's following, we'll see what happens. Or maybe he's just trying to, you know, convince the Muslim population. So go to this part um, about women driving, if you can. They didn't have any of these tags, so we had to find them ourselves, didn't we, Jamie? All right, go back 10 seconds, even though it's a little earlier, it's fine. Play it here. Asleep. So see all the time. So that's one thing I don't trust women with. I'll give you a bunch of examples. I don't let. But I was supposed to give reactions. So yeah, what, what he said, like, look, what he's saying seems a little bit more extreme and maybe a little bit more negative, but if you, again, look at it with the right lens, the lens of open mindedness and try to decipher what he's trying to say, he's true. He's like, look. You need to. They they say that if uh, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. That's kind of what he's saying. Like it's going to be harder to trick the Muslims if we're so strict with our religion, which is why they're trying to to break us up. Because look, if you just as an example, if they say that you're not allowed, like he was using the example of homosexuality, if you say that homosexuality is not allowed, but then you allow homosexual relationships, well, guess what happens? then well if that is then what it's almost like that paradox well if that it was it's like it's like what dare did to me they told us hey all the drugs are bad all the drugs are bad and then i try a little marijuana and we and me and my friends are laughing uncontrollably and then we go to the outback and it's the most delicious fucking outback we've ever eaten in our life then i'm like drugs are good i wonder whichever which other ones they lied about and then I wanted to fucking try them all, allegedly. Let me go PR here, I'm back. All right. <clears throat> Why am I peeing so much, you might have asked, right? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, before I did the podcast, I did uh, three laps, three of the one and a half mile laps, and I brought a water bottle with me. It's probably like, like the, the, it's, it's a refillable, probably the size of like a Poland spring. And I had one bottle each lap, and then I also had 
uh, probably drank like two cups of coffee before the podcast started, like just earlier on in the day. And I had six cups left in the pot and I just poured the last one cup. So that means I've had five cups of coffee during the podcast, as well as five cups of water to stay hydrated. And that's why I'm peeing a lot. All right. And if you want to know Pete check hydration level, I'm perfectly hydrated. If you, if you, if, if you didn't ask, then I'm sorry I brought that up. <clears throat> so let's um, continue. Yeah, this shit's, yo, he, here's the last one I think I'll, I'll play. I think I'm playing. Let me just double check. And then I think I just want to read that voice memo. Um, and then I could talk about the school thing. So I want to talk about his, his opinion on women driving and then um, school and women's rights. And because like those are kind of like, and then the, anything more you want to see, because it's like a two and a half hour podcast. He also is on your mom's house. So if you if you like this content, and you want more support him there, support those other people. He got four. They got four million views in two days, dude. I'm looking at this right now. Four million views in two days on this video. Holy shit. All right, let's continue. I let women drive me in cars. Everyone loses their mind when I say this. I'll drive. Never. Has Never. Has ever drove your Bugatti? Fuck. What the fuck? Who? Who that's, is this guy? That's Cap. No. No woman has ever hard driven enough any of my cars ever. I call Cap. You never Cap. let a girl. You never let no, a girl. Okay, there's been a baddie that you've let drive really a baddie. Yeah. You got a soft spot, man. Come on. Yeah. I would bet. Okay, wait. Have you gotten roadhead in the Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. I state on my name. I want you to very under, I want you to understand this very, very carefully. No woman has driven any of my cars ever. The cheapest car I possibly own, I would not let a female drive. So wait, if why, you think, why though? If you think I'm going to see a chick, and just because she is hot, just because she was born with an innate value, because she was born attractive, I'm going to assume she has the competence to pilot a $5.2 million Bugatti that she's never fucking driven before. And I'm going to allow her to risk that. I'm going to allow myself to risk that asset just to hope she might suck a little bit of dick when I can just fuck someone else. You're out of your fucking minds. Facts. I had to pause there because Jamie is sitting in timeout because I don't need any more coffee. Facts. Look, he's going to get into, again, keep an open mind with this guy. I hear some of your assholes puckering. I've driven with women. He's going to make a really great point, I think, at the end, which is why it's going to be a little bit longer of a clip. But so I'll try not to interrupt as much as I can. But I still have to make sure I say, like, yeah, listen, depending. Look, if it's their own thing, if there's their own car, well, I let them drive. They can drive their own car as much as they want. That's their car. I remember being with a girl, and there's me and two of my friends, and she's driving. And so I have one friend in the back seat and another friend in the back seat, me in the passenger seat, and she's driving. And we get to a red light, and there's some guy. He has his phone out. I guess he must think he's looking for an Uber. And instead of one of my friends in the backseat being smart and just being like, hey, go away, she gets scared and she just floors it out of the red light and just just runs a red light. And like if we got pulled over, I mean, I guess she's now making us look like wimps. Like we couldn't beat up this fucking old fat guy. But in her defense, she's like, well, some weird guy and, you know, this and that. And I'm like, all right, I get it. That's fair. But they they think differently than men is what he's going to say. Go ahead. Would you, let, would you no, let them drive? Never. What, what about, about the fucking? Lower? Wait, wait, wait. Kylie wait. Jenner. No, wait, hold on. No, no, What about no. one okay, of the go lower back end now. ones? Fuck. What no. about Danica Patrick? You just think they're going to crash it? It's not. I, one, I think they're going to crash it. Listen <laughs> to this. Two. Why? Have you been in like a bad situation? Because you say Stop you're based on life him. experience. You have you what? been in like a bad women driving situation? You know what it is? I'm a, I'm a chess player, right? Yeah. 
So it's not just about Told you. what did happen or what could happen. It's about understanding the reality of what guaranteed Sorry, will happen. Audio again. And the fact that, yeah, that no, I want you to understand yeah, something. That's good. I want you to understand something. The fact that I know what would happen in a hypothetical, even though that hypothetical is extremely unlikely, is enough to prevent me from doing something. So let me give you an example. Let me break this down. Let's say I let the girl drive my Bugatti, but the chance of her crashing. Well, Bugatti I get. Bugatti okay, I get. Okay, let's say I let a girl drive a car. car. Yes. Let's say I let a girl drive a car, and the All chance right, of her crashing is less than 1%. Very low chance. What's the big deal? But if she did crash, the results of that crash would infuriate me to a new level in which I've never been infuriated. Is it worth that risk, even if the risk is very, very small? But would you Facts. let one of the boys drive it? Yeah, boys, it was fine. I'll tell you why. <laughs> now, here's why. Pause. I'll tell you why. I'm Again, now you might be laughing and be like, look, he's, look at him being a fucking misogynist. But he, he's going to raise a perfect fucking point that I've even heard myself. Continue, please. Trying to get to the point because people think you're sure she's going to crash. She probably won't crash, but you don't understand. It's like me saying to you, would you roll a hundred sided dice? But if you lose, you die. You're like, well, no, the odds are low, but the consequences are big. So even though the odds are low, the consequences are big. And I'll tell you why the consequences are big of a female driving your car. Because females have no innate responsibility or honor. So if a bitch crashes your car, if your boy, you give your boy a car, right? He crashes it. Bro, I fucked up. I'm going to pay this off. I'm going to Now, again, I want to reiterate. Take the gender out of this because he's actually just talking about people in generalities. And as a comic, I don't like to do that because there are a lot of differences. I know a lot of dudes who uh, would not do this and would actually do what he says the female would do. And I actually do know some females that would do what he says. Would they be able to? I don't know if they actually would. But listen, listen to what he says. To work, I'll get another job. Man, I'm sorry. Da -da -da -da. Bitch crashes your car. Well, it wasn't even my fault. That guy came out of nowhere. I didn't even know. Yo, I didn't even know. So and and you have loads of money. Yo. And you have loads of cars. Just buy a new one. And I can't afford it. And then, and then if you get too <laughs> tough to her, look, you better fucking pay. She's Yo. just going to block you and fuck some other guy. Yo, that's <laughs> all that's going to happen. That's, some shit like that. Yeah, he's pretty right. No, okay, some, he's right some, on some that. Shit, some shit like that happened to me, bro. This girl scratched Yo. my car with her nails. Dang. And I seen it on I'm going to have to listen to that part. But like, but yeah, what he's saying, though, is actually so true. They have no responsibility. Uh, if they were to take responsibility for the uh, the issue to the point where like, look, I fucked up. That's I'm gonna so pay true. this. They won't. So why the fuck am I gonna take the risk when I know they that they would crash my fucking supercar well, and not give a shit? But Pause. girls don't like confrontation. So what he's saying though, like I said, applies to people, and that's why, like for the most part, I would not anybody who who I would let drive my car, I would have to know that they're more the responsible type and not that. Oh, although make 101 excuses uh, because I had an ex-friend of mine who who uh, has been on this fucking podcast actually a couple times, uh, fucking whatever, and he would literally do what the woman would do. Oh, you can afford it, uh, blah, blah, blah. That was not my fault. How did I know that there was going to be a fucking blah, blah, blah? No, can't deal with those kind of people. Continue. At the end of the day, though, I mean, I girls don't know. Wrong. Well, girls don't like, girls don't like responsibility for shit. As a girls girl, don't people, like responsibility. They want people. another man to be responsible for fucking everything. They want to come along and say we're equal da, 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 until it comes to responsibility. Then, oh shit, someone's got to pay the bill. Well, you're a man. Right. Oh shit. You know what? Let's, let's go ahead and do this experiment. When he talks about men, replace men with like, all right, replace women with NPCs. We're going to do that for the rest of this and then the next one. 
and uh, and then the NPCs and like non-playable characters, and they're just you know they're just there in our life to make our lives like look more because we're in a matrix. We already know Yusuf already you know I've I've already established that we're in the matrix, right? And um, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be one. I'm the real people. There's also robots that pretend to be people that are just programs in the matrix. Those are the NPCs. So what he's talking about is people who are actually NPC like versus people who are real people stuck in the matrix. So that are breaking out, especially we'll call them men. Just that. And then the NPCs are going to be women. So let's continue. That's not our responsibility. Oh, that's not my responsibility. That's and funny. that's fine, right? Because it's our duty to protect and provide. Yeah, I'm sexist. I, I it's it's our duty, right? I so I, I accept that. I don't want a woman who sees herself on my level in terms of responsibility because I find that unattractive. But the point I'm trying to make is I will not let a woman drive my car because I know what would happen if she crashed it. We'd end up breaking up because she would not be sorry enough. I'd resent her ass and dislike her for it. She'd start giving me attitude and I'm going to lose a bitch and a car. What's the point? Didn't you, didn't you do You did say that. Good uh, point. Girls are not good with in, like their instincts, or not instincts, but uh, they're not quick thinkers. They're not quick you thinkers. All right, this pilot. might be it. You talking about the woman pilot? You walked out. The <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, yeah, on my private jets can't be woman pilot. No sir. Pause. Got me a minute. <laughs> so just in case you did miss it, he was talking about how he he says he when he flies he flies private um, evidently, and I'm not saying I don't agree. I just I'm just I like to use that word, uh, and see that wasn't allegedly. I said evidently because that's what's what he says. And he has evidence, and I just haven't looked into it. I think that's what evidently means. Um, and evidently he flies private, and he says no women pilots. And then this one, I guess you have to kind of maybe use the right sexes, but it like kind of makes a good let's play it. And, 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 and once again, so yeah, I'm sexist, right? But No, but, no I'm sexist. I'm sexist. It's cool. I recommend any man out here do this. Get, get a Perfect. ball, Ready? get a phone ball, won't hurt nobody. Say to your boy, think fast, throw it at him. Five, not maybe four times out of 10, he'll catch it. <laughs> do it to a chick, just do it, think fast. Whoa, boom, straight on mouth. They're catching the ball, they ain't doing shit, they're getting hit. Every now, time. Now, this makes me sexist, that's fine. But let me just explain something. I also, there are scenarios where I'll make fun of men the same way, saying that women are a million times better in said scenario. And if you want to hear that, Listen to the Full Send Podcast. Look at me giving you free plugs, bros. Help me out. Shout me out. Shout out the... If any of you guys go on on their podcast, the Full Send Podcast, go and put a comment and say shout out to uh, Yusuf Goff and the Piss Goff Podcast and tag my Instagrams, if you can, um, for putting me onto this. Maybe even if they see enough of you guys say that, then they might just be like, who the fuck is this guy and have me on and that would be fucking dope. You know what I mean? That would blow the numbers up. And guess what? You guys would be the OGs, the original under 100 motherfuckers that I love. Um, so he, he says a, a little bit more, but I, 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 this is the last short one because I know this is a long podcast. This is like a double podcast, right? Uh, so we'll talk about this. He talks about like school and then women's rights. And again, this is a little misogynistic. But you know what? You kind of like if you actually listen to the message, it, it kind of makes sense. So play it from there the world's a spider's web right everything extrapolates from from everything else and most people are not capable of understanding that nearly every single idea or habit or lifestyle which is propagated mainstream by the matrix is done so with a trojan horse so even the educational system, meeting with a hidden agenda with a hidden agenda so even if you look at things like women's rights 
Women need rights. Women need protecting. Women should be equal under the law. Completely agree. They said they wanted women to work so people could pay more taxes, no? They want yep. people to work so they can pay more taxes, double the tax base. But do you know what else they wanted them to work for? Get the but kids out of the... To get the kids out of the influence of the parents, right? Yeah. the woman's at home and the father's at work, those women, sorry, those children are learning from the woman who's probably learning from the father and you get to instill your own beliefs in those children. Government doesn't want that. The government wants the children to belong to them. So they get the woman out of the house and they send you to school for as long as possible to reprogram you. This is why you will see YouTube videos of children arguing with their parents and their parents will say that's not true and the children will say i learned in school that a man can be a zebra or whatever they learned and they start arguing with their own children you don't own your own children's minds anymore because your children's mind is owned by youtube and the school right yep. and the school will say to you if your parents ever yell at you or get aggressive to you you come to me and we'll, we'll tell the police don't worry about that so they're doing it to brainwash the children right because this is how you control the future so the whole educational system in and of itself is a scam they use feminism and the whole women's rights bullshit to get everyone's children into the indoctrination, indoctrination machine. They keep their, you there as long as possible. They want you to finish in debt because then you've got to get a fucking job and become a good slave. But they don't teach you anything of value. Oh, this is so good. Nobody Listen. learns anything of value in school. And everybody intrinsically knows this. He's so true. Even the people who disagree with me, I said, if you see me pull up in my Bugatti in a gas station, do you look at me and think, wow, he went to school? Fuck no. no. You think drug dealer, gangster, scammer. Yeah. You think I'm doing something illegal because you understand if I was staying within the paradigms of the system, I couldn't have possibly achieved this. The only way you can fathom I've done it is by imagining me as an outlaw because you know within the paradigms of society, I shouldn't have even fucking done it. That's how much you know school's a scam. You don't look at someone rich and respect them thinking he went to school. The people you are learning from in school aren't even fucking rich. Your business so professors true. never had a business. They're brokies. <laughs> They're fucking broke. So school's a scam. And it's the biggest scam on earth. And the reason it's oh, a scam. Oh, listen to this part. So good too. Before I get into the meta point. The reason it's a scam is because it operates in a vacuum. It operates in a vacuum because it cannot be fairly compared to any other service. So you can get a loan for school, but you can't use that money for anything else. Because if they were to it. open it up and put the school, the education system into the fair market of capitalism, it would fail. If I were to give you 100 grand and say, you can get a degree, or you can buy a crypto, or you can start your own business, or you can do anything you want with it. Who's gonna choose a degree? No one probably. Nobody! Exactly. So they say you can course. only get the- I know there was like a little bit left, but it doesn't matter. Maybe we don't have to play any more of that, actually. If they want to listen more, check out the pod. Say I said to you. But yeah, wait, bro, look, I'm not gonna lie. Even if I did go into the field that I originally wanted to, if I if, if I did become a police officer, I did I had a useless degree that I didn't need. All those going to do is get me quote unquote more opportunity because the police departments that paid better required you to have some degree. And if I was smart, at least because I wasn't a fucking young seventeen year old hornball, if I had actually fucking used my brain, I would have gotten an actual degree of some use. You know, something maybe in the business side or, or something, or maybe learned how to do some editing or, or something on the computer science side, something that would have actually brought, brought a skill. You know, my friend Mark, for example, decided he was going to go to be uh, uh, a Spanish teacher. And then something happened where he's like, I'm not going to just teach Spanish. What I'm going to actually do is I'm going to be a doctor. 
and he changed and he went to pre-med and he became a pre-med and he had to take all those science classes and he sucked at it but he fucking didn't give up and he kept going and he kept going and he kept going and then he applied to a bunch of medical schools and there was a bunch of them that he could get into but he couldn't really afford and then there was also some that were really good that were overseas so what did he do he went overseas and he learned and then he brought that information back to america took the same exact test as all the other doctors did in america and he succeeded and he learned the real goddamn skill and now he's out there saving motherfucking lives because that's what he wants to do and that is somebody that's the that's the outlier of most people who go to school because most people that i know who went to and maybe it's because i went to a, a, a fucking i'm not gonna shit on william patterson but it's it's not the most prestigious unless you're trying to become a teacher i guess it's a great teaching college it's got a great nursing program they had a great computer science program at the time um had a pretty decent pre-med program as well because it was tied with their nursing. So you had some things, but nothing that I was going there for. And a lot of the people that I went to there also had degrees that were, we'll call them useless because they're nowhere near what they're using, what they're doing with their lives. And then he was also right, like, you, you're able to get this loan that's never able to be forgiven. You can't default. Well, you know what? You know what he just taught me, actually? Is if you instead of getting a school loan, if you and let's just say a hundred thousand dollars is pretty generous, uh, let's say that's let's see, let's say if you do ten thousand dollars a semester and you got to do what eight semesters, right? So that's eighty thousand dollars plus a little bit extra. We'll say it with books and all that other bullshit. We'll say a hundred thousand dollars. If you want a degree, you can have a hundred thousand dollars, or but it's an unforgivable loan. So hopefully you better go for the right fucking degree. And that's how they should be wording it. Like you're going to be a lawyer or something or a doctor or something where you're going to be able to pay it off. Then you should do it. But if you're just going for something willy nilly, do you want to have a hundred thousand dollar debt on your back when you can literally take a hundred thousand dollars and invest in something that you really, really believed in? If you were a skateboarder at the time and you took that hundred thousand dollars and you uh, invented a new type of skateboard or you invent you made a skate park so now all your friends can start generating income going in there or you make a skate shop so now you can sell skateboards and shit to to people and also now get pro so you see what i'm saying and then god forbid your business fails guess what you can do you can go bankrupt and then after seven years you're back to normal you rebuild your credit you can't do that with a student loan now i'm not trying to tell you to be stupid i would never ever ever tell you not to try to learn but I'm saying the reason that they tell you to take a lot of these uh, gen, gen ed, general education classes in college is because if they didn't force you to take them, a lot of these departments shouldn't and wouldn't exist. I had to take a music appreciation class. That should, that should be something you take privately, not at a college. Why is there a college for music? Like, I love music. But is that something you need to make go to college for? Even if you want to teach it, maybe then to teach people how to teach music, go to college. And that should be the only class. Teach people. Bro, there's, there's gym teachers have to go, but they learn a lot more about the body. So maybe music teachers learn more. I don't know. But it, like, if you're not going to be, you pretty much are going to music to what, to be a musician? The, no, you learn those lessons from musicians. You don't learn them from a fucking teacher. Or maybe you do. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. That's me going on a big-ass fucking angry rant at the end there, right? That was kind of silly of me. But, um...
Uh, what else? Oh, how about this? Something positive to go with. Uh, I've been going on these daily walks. Um, I go on, I go on walks every day, and I'm probably, you know, I might even go. I'm gonna text Assad, see what he's doing, see what the family's doing. I might go see the family tomorrow, right before I do comedy, so I can like just go see them, and then go out, and like, and then today just kind of relax. Um, but see what Assad's doing. I might just go on another walk and then cook some food, and kick back because there's no comedy today. Um, but but I go on these daily walks and and what help they always help me appreciate the beauty that God creates every day because no matter what if you look up at like I get to go on these nice big laps and I look up at the sky and the clouds are always different the colors are always different the shapes are always different the breeze is always nice the birds are always beautiful and and it makes me just like every day god paints these beautiful changing pictures for us and people for the most part don't ever appreciate that and i think like that little thing if you're ever having a bad day somebody cuts you off look up at the sky even at night as long as there's not enough light pollution sometimes especially even if there is some uh you'll see mountains in the dark are always fucking beautiful for some reason they look so scary and cool my i guess my point is there's beauty everywhere and you have to learn how to appreciate it right like evidently there's these lantern flies going around and they're killing everything but every time i see a lantern fly there's only one by itself and i think i talked about this shit last year so um, and if i see a gang of them i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do but i never see a gang of them i only see like one of them maybe two of them if they're the little, little tiny beetle looking ones but uh, I'm not going to step on them. Like, that's just, if they're in my, so what I do is on my path, I try to look down just so I don't stumble on anything or step in any dog shit. But most people pick it up now. Now that they have those dog shit bags that come on your leash, fucking whoever invented that, I love you. Just for the convenience sake. Um, But but I like to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I try to purposely not step on any bugs, right? So it's like, I'm not going to step on that. And here's what I think. Like, if you really need to, if this is really a problem and you're relying on people fucking stepping on them, well, guess what? We already lost. So here's my solution. If these beetles are absolute, if these fucking Japanese lantern flies are actually a problem, we don't have to introduce a species that fucking doesn't live here that, that's now going to eat all the lantern flies and then something else. What we do is we train the shit that's already here. We got a lot of fucking birds. I don't know how you can train a bird or if you can or not, but I think you could train rats and, and a fucking squirrel is pretty much a rat. Why are we not training these rats and breeding or training these squirrels and breeding these squirrels? Capture a hundred of them, feed them only those lantern flies, the ones who die, they're not going to, but the ones who live, they'll keep reproducing and they'll be like the ones that only eat lantern flies and they end up turning like red and spotted or something. And then you'd be like, yo, those are the cool squirrels. Don't hit that with your car. That one eats lantern flies. Just a solution from Yusuf. Anyway, is there anything else that I missed? Let's see. Just do some shout outs, I guess. I talked about oh, uh, I am huh, whatever. Shout out to Pop Smoke, by the way. If you're in Parsippany, New Jersey, and you're looking for for some herbal lessons that may be gifted to you as a gift, man. They almost always they give it to you as a gift. 
I'm not going to say anything more than that because I don't want to do anything bad. But definitely check out Pop Smoke, P-O-P-S Smoke. Say Yousef from Piscoff sent you. You know, uh, the main guy there is always hooking me up. The other guys, they charge me full price. But the main guy there always hooks me up because I also get multiple items. So, like, he does what, I, what I'm what i typically expecting. And uh, I shout him out. Shout out to Chris Warren. Oh, I, I got to do it in the order. Shout out to Yasin, my fucking brother. My brother from the same mother, and I love him. And then shout out to my brothers from other mothers, Manny and Ham and Kirk. And shout out to Chris Warren and Pedro. And shout out to Assad and shout out to Brian. Uh, and shout out to everybody who fucking listens to the podcast. If I, if I didn't say your name or whatever, and you want a shout out on the next one, if you missed your, your window of me recording this and, and you sending in your voice clip, send it in for 101. You'll be on the first one of episode 101. And you know what? We're going to do a month sober. We're going to do that. We're going to see how it goes. I might have to try sober and, and no jerking off. Woo-wee. I'm going to be extra fit because uh, every time I want to jerk off, I'm going to work out. And then if I'm going to be sober, anytime I want to drink, I'll work out. I'll start going on night runs again. Holy shit. Night runs are fun. You have to wear reflective clothing, though. And you need a flashlight. And 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 other than that, night runs, so much fun, dude. It's cool enough at night. And nobody is out there to bother you or get in your way. And the only thing you got to worry about is cars. So that's why you need like a headlamp so they can see you coming. They don't hit you. Um, but oh man, I love running at night. I fucking miss running. I just hurt my Achilles and then I stopped. But I, I got to get back into running again. The walks at high, high, look, I'm burning enough fat, but it's also the drinking. You know what I mean? Can't, can't be doing that if I'm being honest. If I'm just being honest, we won't play that sound bite. But um, but yeah, guys, that was this was this this was episode one hundred. Thank you. We, the intro again was uh, was Khabib by Central C. He's a British rapper. He's hilarious. I want to play a little bit actually of another one of his songs, and then we'll we'll play the outro song, and then I'll, if there's still something extra and you want to still listen, there's uh fucking what's it called? Um, there might be a couple sets out there after too. So here it's called Doja. How can I be homophobic? My, my bitch is gay. Hit man in the top, try see a man top, but see when a stick is gay. Hugging my brothers, brothers and say that I love them, but I don't swing that way. The man them celebrate Eid, the trap still running on Christmas Day. I love it because it says Eid. And this part. I'm trying to indulge in that. In my great track, so you see the bulging that. See the motion clap when you throw it back. These females planning on doing me wrong, so I'm grabbing a dumb at the Trojan pack. Post a location after we're gone, can't slip and let them know where we're at. I don't know about you, but I value my life. Cause imagine I die. And I ain't made a hundred M's yet There's so much things I ain't done yet Like fucking a flight attendant I don't party but I heard here So fuck it I might attend it Gotta kick back sometimes and wonder How life would have been if I never did take them risk And would have prospered Floating and I won't go under Been out of town for a month Absence made a love grow fonder UK rapper, UK drogo I mention my name if you talk about genre This is gonna be the outro song How can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay Hit man in the top, try see a man topless, even a stick is gay Hugging up brothers and tell them I love them, but I don't swing that way The man them celebrate Eid, the trap still running on Christmas day How can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay Hit man in the top, try see a man topless, even a stick is gay Hugging my brothers and say that I love them, but I don't swing that way The man them celebrate Eid, the trap still running on Christmas day So I guess I played the whole song, it was called Doja by Central C And that's now the outro That's now the outro both of them by Central Sea. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. Have a fucking wonderful week. 
I'll see you next week, inshallah, God willing. And uh, be happy, dude. Do your best to smile. And, and if you got to cry, just cry it out. But just fucking smile after. Look up at the sky after, dog. Have a fucking... Uh, if you need me, hit me up, bro. If you're ever not feeling... If you can't get out of it yourself, fucking hit me up, dude. A lot of you guys hit me up for this, and I appreciate it. And, and if you need to, you hit me up on the email at pissgoffpodcast at gmail.com. You want to send an email. Uh, if you don't want me to use your name, please include that in the email. Um, you can send me a message on Instagram, too. Same thing. If you don't want your name, uh, send it to the Piscoff one, or you can send it to the regular one uh, at Yusef Goff or at Piscoff Podcast. And uh, until next week, peace. Just kidding, I'm not going to play the whole song. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. Thank you. Yeah, keep it going yourself. What's up? Yes, I am part Palestinian. I'll give, you, I'll give you the breakdown. You guys in back. You're like, all right, how, how much of an insurgent is this motherfucker, right? <laughs> I, I'm not. What I, the joke was actually that uh, I'm half Russian. I'm a quarter. Sorry, I did that wrong. I'm half Moroccan, a quarter Russian, and quarter Israeli, but like retro Israeli, like, you know, back when they used to call that shit like Palestine, but you can't tell them that shit now, you know what I'm saying? It's like going to like Elmwood Park or Woodland Park and calling it East or West Patterson, like, don't you goddamn say that shit. We are not that anymore. We are Woodland Park now. We are Israel. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess I'm Israeli. I don't know. That's cool. They don't say that, but I will. Uh, you go, you, you guys look like you're getting older like me, man. I'm 32. Not that we're old, but we're getting older. You know what I mean? Like, now I, I got to go Shakespeare before bed. I'm like, to pee or not to pee? That is the question. Do I fumble in the night for the light switch just to take a light piss? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I pee in the dark and I miss every time. <laughs> it's like the eyes. I don't want to fuck up my eyes at night. You know what I'm saying? I'll clean it up in the morning. I know I kind of, I'm dressed like Louis C.K., but it's more like Latif seems gay. You know what I'm saying? He gets it. He knows that Latif is a Pakistani name. <laughs> uh, Indians. Uh, Indian people are like sand, you know? They, they get everywhere. <laughs> they started off in India. They ended up in, in fucking, uh, where? Britain, Canada, Parsippany. You know what I'm saying? They start with one family. All of a sudden, you got like nine of them on your block. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're in Parsippany. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of them around me, if you haven't known. I feel like, all right, I feel like, like you know how like, people were hitting Asian people? I feel like that's because, like, Asian people kind of look like they're sleepwalking, you know what I mean? At first you start with a light little slap, like, come on, wake up, bro. He don't, his eyes are just the same. Come on, man, wake up. You gotta wake the fuck up, man. You gotta walk in the traffic. And they're like, oh, that's just how he looks all the time. Yeah. This guy knows. He likes to punch Asians, too. He's like, China, fucking China, taking our labor. You guys should get this. All right. I think I started to finally understand OnlyFans. I think OnlyFans is for women who don't have, like, all the looks for porn, but, like, they gave, like, the best head in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, like in my head, OnlyFans, like, let's go with a sports term. It's like... If like all those guys who go to community college and they play basketball hard as fuck, got in a whole league, like, you know they're not good enough to go pro, but you know they try hard as fuck, and you're still gonna wanna watch at least for that. And you know one of them is your boy, you know what I mean? You know one of them from back in the day. 
That shit's too real. All right. Women always want to just be called a funny comedian instead of a funny female comedian. Hey, Chica, me too. I hate being the token. Like, can I just be the funny Yusef, not the Palestinian that wants to bomb you and throw rocks at everybody? These guys look like they studied abroad. You ever studied abroad in college? I did. Turns out it's called stalking, yeah. They get a restraining order and everything. Online counts, by the way. <laughs> Online counts. Don't worry, I won't look for you. I'm not allowed to legally. <laughs> oh, I already said that Indian people are like sand. Does anybody here know sign language? All right, good. Then we can talk all kinds of shit about deaf people. You know what I'm saying? That's the best thing. As long as, they don't, as long as nobody knows how to do the fucking things to tell them, there's no snitches. You know what I'm saying? If you see someone throwing up gang signs, you're like, oh, yeah, why are you snitching on me, motherfucker? I don't know. I feel like evidently Hitler could time travel. And first I was like, why are they giving him superpowers? And then I was thinking about it. I was like, I imagine that if he could actually time travel, he might have went to the future, saw what Israel was doing to the Palestinians, and was like, I have to stop them before they get <laughs> Maybe that's just my Palestinians. I mean, my, my Patterson uh, Park side. You call it Park, not Patterson anymore. That was, that was the first joke. We went back. That's a, that's a ge geographical joke. We don't want to go there, Josh. That doesn't work outside of the tri-county like tri area. Like, you can't do that if you're not in Passaic County. They don't know what the fuck that is. What? We're not in Passaic County. Fuck, man. This girl was like, Yusef, you're always doing comedy. Your schedule's debilitating. And I was like, guess what? You're the bill I'm dating. Oh, yeah. Just like you guys. She didn't like that. She broke up with me. <laughs> but I saved up enough to get a car. So I guess it was, it was the car note I'm dating, I guess. is how. <laughs> See, you should date me. <laughs> you were supposed to like me. No. I'm no, I know. You're... Seven minutes oh, great. Then in that case... My podcast is available everywhere, by the way. It's Piss Golf. Piss Golf podcast is available everywhere except for YouTube and China. <laughs> Mainly because of TikTok. You know what I mean? They don't have TikTok in the Middle East. We have Tick Tick. Boom! You know what I'm saying? Like, and the Uyghur thing is the Uyghur thing mainly. Like, fucking China. Fucking China. Trump was right about that. Those goddamn Ching Changs. That's why I gotta punch them, though. They're trying to steal your data, man. They're trying to steal your data. They're trying to come over here and infiltrate our country and pretend they're Americans. It's like Russia all over again. Now you like me for that part? All right, Scott. I have one minute to make you laugh while you make a drink in case I can laugh an extra second of vodka at you. <laughs> oh, man. I used to hate my big ass ears so much when I was growing up that, I, that my mom said, if you tape them down, they won't, they won't be so big. So I did, I would tape them down at night and then I heard like a stretch and I would stretch at night. And I would pull my dick like for like three minutes at night just to see if I get that bigger. Some of them worked, but, but mainly I'm just a huge dick. So thank you. My name is Yusuf. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, together for everybody's favorite, maybe non-practicing Muslim, Yusuf Goff. Keep it going for James Anjami. Hell yeah. Oh man, Dana, I'm sorry. You thought I was like, I was talking and it was because you guys ever notice like you ask somebody their name and then immediately forget it? Like, 
Like, I asked the bartender her name, and she was like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I gotta go do a set. Like, fuck it. What's her name? That's why I was like, yo, Luke, do you remember her name? Like, she told me her name. It started with a letter. I, that's all, I know it wasn't a number. I know she wasn't Elon's child, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, my name is Youssef. You're like, what the hell is a Youssef? He's a half a Moroccan. Uh, he's a quarter Russian. And he's a quarter Israeli. But like retro Israeli, like back when they used to call that shit Palestine, you know what I'm saying? Like don't tell the Jews that, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like if you had singular, like I have singular, like no, it's AT&T now. Stop calling us singular, bitch, it's AT&T now, all right? You might have a singular phone, but we don't recognize that in this country. All right, political joke's done. All right, whatever. That's my fucking lineage. Doesn't that suck? I'm like a mutt. I'm like, everybody's, oh, that's cute. What is that? And you're like, you say a weird-ass name. Like, it's a, it's a Moroccan-Israeli Muslim. What kind of dog is that? It's the kind that gets kicked by Israelis. <laughs> oh, man, I got to turn my brightness up. All right. All right. Uh, have you ever asked a woman a yes or no question and gotten a long-ass answer? You don't get it in the Middle East is all I'm saying. Like, there's kind of some good things about the Middle East is all I'm saying because our women are silenced, all right? We also cover them up. But hey, there's a good reason for that. Men can walk around all day without a boner, all right? That's more time to plot against the Israelis, okay? You know what I'm saying? Uh, are there Jews in the audience? Don't, don't point yourself out. What would you do that? That's how you got... That was the, happened the first time. I'm trying to warn you. Uh, I'm getting old, man. I'm getting so old that I get racist, I guess. But besides that, like, I became Shakespeare before bed. I'm like, to pee or not to pee? That is the question. Should I fumble in the night for a light switch just to take a light piss? <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, thank you. It's stupid, I know. Uh, I feel like people have been hitting Asian people because, like, low-key, they kind of look like they're sleepwalking. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe sometimes we were just trying to wake them up a little bit. And then sometimes you go a little too far because you do some crazy shit on Ambien, all right? It looks like they're all on Asian or something like that. You know what I mean? That's just kind of good. Think about them. My jokes are thinkers and laughers. All right. This one, you really got to think about this. All right. I think that women have OnlyFans, like women that are on OnlyFans are, are pretty much just like, they're not hot enough to do porn, but God damn it, they gave the best blowjob in high school, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's almost like if you had a community college basketball team and you're like, God damn, these guys try hard. You know they'll never get to the pro, but you know it's going to be a fun-ass game to watch, you know what I'm saying? Support OnlyFans is what I'm trying to say. Come on, man. They put in a good-ass performance, all right? I see their leaks on, on Pornhub for free. All right. <laughs> you guys ever uh, study abroad in college? Anybody? Yeah, it turns out it's called stalking. So uh, even if it's online, don't do that shit. Don't study abroad. You get it? I'm using old, old school terms. Oh my god, my jokes are like, Yusef, that was a lame joke. I've heard that before. Hmm. What was that voice? I don't know. That was Carl. <laughs> you guys got a lot of Indian people up here? No? Good. Indian people are like sand, man. They get everywhere. 
bro, they started in India, they go to Canada, Britain, next thing you know, they're in Parsippany, that's where I live, they're everywhere. <laughs> All right, I'll leave with this one. Uh, you think you need a soul to be a ghost? Anybody want to answer that? You, man? Right, you do, right? Yeah, I think so too, which makes me wonder, why, why doesn't Germany have like a ghost problem or six million? If you ever think about it? Hmm. Hmm. They invite you over for Oktoberfest, but never for Frightfest, you know what I'm saying? I imagine like there's a Jewish ghost, like regular ghosts go boo, Jewish ghost goes Jew. <laughs> Do you just think they're a regular person who's extra pale? Nah, but like, I, I was wondering, I was like, alright, so either, do you need a soul to be a ghost? And nobody, like, pretty much everybody said yeah on Twitter. So the next question I ask is, alright, then did six million Jews die in the Holocaust, or do Jews not have souls? And I got kicked off of Twitter. What the fuck, man? I was just literally trying to follow up on a question. I wasn't, I guess I was trying to be racist. My name is Yusef. <laughs>